Oh, I just figured I'd do a cold open tonight, too. Why not? Everyone else is doing cold opens. Let's make it happen. Start the show. Oh, that was stupid. That was so stupid. Welcome back, everyone, to Phil's Recap and Review, Westworld Season 2, Episode 2, Reunion. And we're back to talk about another episode of Westworld. Wow, what an episode. Kind of an interesting one to come on right after it happened to talk about it without watching it further. But I think a, a lot of ways in this episode specifically, I think Westworld's trying a different tact with the way that they're doing storytelling. It doesn't necessarily have to always be about the mystery. A lot of what we got in this episode was somewhat cut and dry, and that's okay, at least in my mind. Some, some stuff was a little bit more clear than we normally get on Westworld, but it shows that this, this program could be a different kind of show. And I think, I talked about this a little bit last week, but I think as we go on in this season, it's going to become more and more about how these characters interact with the knowledge that they're going to gain and what they choose to do it. And also this episode seemed to lead towards a big confrontation between Maeve and Dolores coming at some point once Maeve can't do her simple Jedi mind trick on Dolores anymore. Uh, Dolores might want the pain. And I got excited there where we almost had a Hector Teddy trade-off there. The fastest guns in the West worlds. In the West worlds. But I'm not alone. I'm definitely not alone. I have with me the best, the beautiful, the wonderful, the live motherfucking chat. Holy shit. Look at all these people. These beautiful faces. K-Rich. We got the Madman March. Steph Snow. Alex. Mel. Lots of great folks popping in, in and out and in and out and slapping me on the bum of a podcast. I like it. I'm feeling good. I had a fun time with this episode. Again, sorry for the silly beginning. I love you, Jimmy. And I love pizza rolls. Uh, analysis of Thrones, great to see you. Great to see everybody tonight. And also, in a little bit, we're going to be doing something kind of cool and maybe connecting with another podcast that's going live right now, too, to take a couple of your live chat questions. And uh, then we're going to be on our ways and go back to doing our podcast. But I know someone else is, uh, some other people are streaming right now, so I feel like I want to I interject in the middle of their podcast and say hi. Just because I'm that kind of asshole. <laughs> no, just because I want to say hi. It's their first night doing it, and I want to make their job more difficult by having like an asshole like me pop in. But if you want to join in the fun, too, you can get in on this conversation. We have a call-in line right now at 657-383-1435. Do that. Call me. Talk about this episode of Westworld live with me if you can deal with it because I know I'm annoying. And you might not necessarily want to do that, but come on in the water. I'm not as creepy as I come off sometimes. I'm just awkward, and it can be interpreted as creepy. Well, maybe a little maybe a little creepy. And if you are more inclined to leave a voicemail, you can do that at 781-990-8509, and you can do that 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You could be at your lowest hour in a dark ditch somewhere dealing with Delos security fucking with you. You could be in the middle of a K-hole or whatever the hell was going on with Logan. You could be really down a shit sandwich and try to eat that shit without any mustard or ketchup, depending on what your condom, condom meant. You can add some Splenda to everything. Is the secret mystery to this whole story Splenda? I don't know. But okay. <laughs> the numbers are at the top right corner of the stream. If anyone wants to get in the discussion, bam, bam, touch it inappropriately. 
So we'll get to get all into this episode, but we we also see in this the foundation of Delos. What I liked about this episode, show me Splenda. He wants to see the Splenda. K. Rich with the super chat donation. Let's see if the magic things happen. There's a whole bunch of shit supposed to happen if you did that donation. Let's see if it works, and uh, let's see if the triggers are activated. K. Rich, you get a spin of the wheel for your amazing. Super Chat donation, and you get to injure me for 877 points, and this weird sort of uh, tip jar thing clicks over there. Thank you, Streamlab, for, for being easy enough that even an idiot like me can make magic things happen when Super Chat donations happen. So thank you so much, K-Rich. He wants to see the Splenda. Show me the Splenda. I want to see the Splenda. Chaos is a weapon now, and Gus Fring is in this episode, yes. And Gus Fring is another mouthpiece for Ford. I think it's really interesting that we're two episodes in the Fordless Westworld, and he's in both episodes in some way. He's going to be in almost every episode in some fashion, whether it's his voice, another character being a representation of him. Hey, Nancy T. Great to see Nancy T. I was cuddling with my blanket the other night, Nancy. Thank you so much. Steph, sometimes, like I said, I can be awkward and misinterpreted creepiness. It does happen from time to time because I'm a starer. I'm a, I like to stare. I'm like, huh? <laughs> now watch me try. If I shaved the beard off and I just had the mustache on, the creepy level would be at a, would go up a little bit. The Splenda and he got, oh, and K-Rich got everybody drink. So no matter what you're doing, what you're holding, who you're punching, who you're tickling with whatever part of your body, grab it in a drink and let's toast to K-Rich on this Super Chat evening. Thank you so much, K-Rich. Do appreciate it. Mm -mm -mm. Everybody motherfucking drink. Okay. Corey Mitchell in the live motherfucking chat. Great to see all of you guys. We got D. Linear storytelling has died. This current practice does invite theories in more fandom discussion. I wonder about that if linear storytelling is completely finished. Because I do like it in the right thing. It's like a video game. When a linear video game is okay if it's a really well-done linear story or open world kind of thing is good when it's a well-done open world. If it's something shitty, it doesn't matter what kind of thing it is. I think we still get linear stuff or episodic stuff, but you get it more in sitcoms and comedies. For dramas, there's some element of the mystery to invite theory, invite all that stuff. That being said, I feel like this episode was a little bit more just giving it to you. I don't think there was a lot of subterfuge going on in this episode on a couple of the key points. I think they were just pretty direct of using time, not as what time period are we in? Who are we talking to here? Who's this, this here? Like the whole episode started out and they made sure you knew this isn't a Bernard. This isn't a fucking anything else. This is definitely Arnold. And everything we saw with Delos was more factually catching up episode. Catch up. That's my second condiments reference of the episode. And that's definitely not intentional. No freaking way. So I think that's a cool aspect of what we're seeing this season. That maybe... This is almost a standalone episode. Not standalone, like you need to know what's going on, but what happens within the episode is pretty is is somewhat self-contained comparatively to the way Westworld does things sometimes. At least for me, I felt like I was watching not a different show, but a show with a slightly different tone to it that was a little bit more thriller, a little less mystery at times in this episode. 
and I think I feel it going in that direction a little bit. I don't know if I, that's just me or if anyone else does. Please let me know in the chat, the comments, text in, whatever. I just, I feel like I'm getting a little bit more shit splashed on my face. There's a little bit more leakage happening. And even which is, Billy is the host, Billy is either a host or bulletproof. I love seeing young Ford. It's a time jump, even if it was just a reflection. You should do a podcast in time jumps. That'd be fucking confusing. We should post the podcast theories and conspiracies. <laughs> Watching the episode right now because some prick on the rabbit wouldn't rewind it. The live motherfucking chat. We have a text message right now. Let me click on this text message. Fuck you. Play the text. Play the play the text. <laughs> Great episode of Westworld, but even more happy to have you on Sunday evenings. Love your stuff. Uh, will Ford be... Will we actually see Anthony Hopkins in another episode? I don't know if we're going to see Anthony Hopkins proper in this season, but I do think Ford's going to keep coming back every single year, every single episode, in some way. E well, not... Maybe not completely back. Uh, there'll be some reference to him, or we'll, you'll be able to feel Ford. Ford's going to feel you. He's going to be like, I don't know why I was going to go to Titus. Like, he's going to eat you. What the fuck am I? What the fuck am I smoking? Whether you like it or hate it, let's face facts. Ed Harris could read the ingredients to Cookie Crisps, and it'd be deep and enlightening. And one of the highlights of this episode for me, was the scene that we got with Gus Fring and uh, the man, and the Man in Black. It, that was uh, Gus Fring. Uh, like, what the fuck's his name? I don't know. You got, we're gonna call him Gus Fring. We're gonna call him Gus Fring. You, Vince Gilligan named him Gus Fring. I'm gonna call him Gus Fring. He was awesome in this episode. He, his line delivery was exceptional, created extreme menace, and that added to that sense of a thriller. The way. What Dolores is merging into and her character basically turning into a Terminator. There weren't a lot of breaks in the the feel of this episode. It just it went on. It was strong. It was heavy duty. It was emotional at times for me, and I liked it. I liked it. I don't think I liked it quite as much if I'm judging the episodes on a scale here. I didn't. I don't think I liked it quite as much as the premiere, but I definitely enjoyed it and its information that we needed to get. And I'd rather this be told to us in the told to us told to us. What was that? I turned into Daffy Duck for a second. That's all, folks. Told us in this fashion rather than hinted at or weird flashback kind of things. That's the 10% alcohol hitting me. It's like... Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> That's what I do for a job. When I'm at work, when I say I'm working, I'm sitting in front of an audience of little kids going... Silly, goofy stuff like that. I need some Splenda in my cookie crisps. It left us with the big mystery. Men in Black, Dolores, and Mabe are looking for the weapon. Whatever it is, Ford's voice is there, too. These violent delights have violent ends, motherfuckers, says DJ11. Great to see DJ11 in the live motherfucking chat. Teddy is my favorite character just because I'm confused as he's watching the show. It's great to watch things through Teddy's eyes, and I like the awakening of Teddy's perspective. And I like his initial reaction to starting to discover what's going on with everything. And I also like that he's not completely on board with Dolores, and I think that's going to come to a point where it's a break. I'm actually surprised, and I like it in a surprising way, that when Teddy was finally aware that he was fucking Kenny for a while and just constantly dying on a loop, 
at he freaked freaked out for a second, but I almost expected him to go next level crazy, where Dolores is unlocking him, but unlocks that key and then. Teddy becomes something that's out of control, but it didn't happen in that direction. I tend to think sooner rather than later, I see Teddy more joining the Maeve side of the argument if we're setting this up between... <laughs> I was just going to make a horrible Lost re reference and say the Jack versus the Locke thing here. And, uh, and I, think, I, think, I think that war is coming one way or another this season. And as much as... Dolores, if she keeps progressing this way, is going to be a problem. <laughs> and I think Maeve is going to stop her. Uh, Cole says, wasn't any bombshells tonight or anything juicy, really, but still a decent episode. Cole said, Cole said my entire feelings about this episode in one sentence better than I could say in the two and a half hour podcast that I'm going to talk about here. That ultimately it was a very, it wasn't any crazy bombshells or crazy adding to the history. I think there's a lot of Easter eggs littered in this episode for rewatches and discovering things about Delos and how everything got led up. But I don't think in the way of... I think this is just a solid episode of Westworld filling in a lot of gaps. <clears throat> Getting to see the past. I, Mel says, I liked it better than the premiere, I think, although I could have used more Maeve. Also, no, real, no Bernard, only a Arnold. If this is a 10, I'd hate to see a 20. Yeah, Nicholas. <laughs> Heather, hey Phil, William was crazy this episode. We got to see more William. So good to see William's brother-in-law. He's still crazy. Yeah, great to see Logan in this episode. Great to connect to see Mr. Delos, the father, and see a completion of the post-events from after season one of Westworld to when Billy, what Billy does to start to institute that plan of pushing Logan to side, taking over the business, and putting more controlling interest in Westworld. We also basically get the answer to what, not maybe the concrete answer, but a general answer on what they were doing with the, that information. It was to get psychographics and demographics of all the people that go in and have all this information on them. And so it's we get some juicy information. We get some facts about the episode. But I don't think it's any new, extremely new information kind of situation going on here. I wanted to see more Bernard and what is William... William up to with Lawrence? Uh, what is uh, Men in Black old William up to with Lawrence? I don't know. And also, why wasn't Lawrence killed? I think that's one of the interesting things, too. When when uh, Ford Fring shows up and he says, you can't do this. You have to do this alone. This game is for just you, William. And he and all the other all the other guys shoot all the other hosts shoot themselves. And but Lawrence doesn't. It's interesting that he's allowed to keep Lawrence. There's a special thing between the two of them. Is Lawrence a Delos maid? I, I mean, I don't know. That's me. Uh, I'm putting the Miss Cleo hat on. No, I mean, I don't know that. But there's something different about Lawrence or he's allowed that, that companion. So it's not officially alone. There's an interesting dynamic between the two of them. Steph says, so I have some juicy info. Via Alt-Shift-X, if you Google map the coordinates on the creepy Westworld website, which I haven't gone to, it gives coordinates to an island in China. I think I heard that, too, where he talks about that missing area in, uh, in China where there's, like, some man-made islands or some stuff being built. Like, there's actually a map location of it or something, and I was watching someone else do that, too, as well. So full credit to anyone else that if I'm giving someone else credit for someone else's work, but... But uh, but yeah, there are some amazing stuff amazing stuff out there 
talking about this show and analyzing the information to a death. Hendrix, really cool to see William's lawlessness and the new self-awareness in the real world. Want to see more Bernard. Corey says, everyone else is looking for the weapon. Same philosophical. Teddy, what the fuck's going on? Yeah, Teddy's just got this what the fuck's going on face. Nicholas says, Teddy needs to suffer more. If he's going to become self-aware, at least suffering was implied to lead to consciousness last season. Uh, oh, Raj World. Yeah, and I think that's where the tiger came from, Steph. Uh, th that's great information, says Mel. Oh, that's dope, Steph. Mary B says, I got that young Ford was dying and became a host. Something regarding India that sounds exciting. Big reveal. Dolores has the reveal memory. Uh, hot host, heavy Dolores versus Maeve Pie. Oh, fuck. D dude, why don't you ask me to choose between pizza and spaghetti, you asshole? Uh, Bernard didn't want to uh, pimp Dolores out or Arnold, rather. Maeve and Dolores need to go at it without mind control or weapons. Uh, main step is memories, and perhaps Teddy is getting that when he saw the dead bodies. What is up with the weird form of heroin that Dadella Sum was doing? Yeah, I was wondering, a uh, big question in my notes, and we'll get to that later at the point in the recap, was what kind of drugs was, is he doing, uh, is he doing Nuke from Rogo Robocop 3? Is that Robocop 3 or 2? I forget which one of those. One of those Robocop movies. I don't know, he's doing some weird thing. All I know is that he, he heavily sighs after he does whatever he does. Oh, God. What drug makes you do that? Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> that was what he did when he died. Okay, everyone. Oh, great name. Oh, nine, glorious valley beyond the weapon. I bet. Oh, uh, nine, glorious valley beyond weapon. I bet it's a new improved tablet. <laughs> What's with the weapons at the end? They looked like oil rigs or something. Yeah, it didn't look like anything to me when it really comes down to it. Okay, before we go any further, let's. Let's let's do this party. Let's 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 connect this call. Let's go over to uh, our good our friends over here at uh, at uh, let's let's let me let me hijack into their stream. Shh, be very quiet. They don't know I'm coming in. <laughs> I'm just coming in here. I want to come all up in them. Second hand. Oh, uh, coming all up in them. Um, oh, there we go. Look at this guy in the corner over shh, here. Shh. Hey, welcome, this Phil. Uh, a very proud you, Bill. You can jump in whenever uh, you want, my friend. Cool. Welcome. And now we're doing it. We're actually simulcasting on both streams right now. Justin Thomas and Hacks hey. and Hacks Dogma right now are both streaming, talking about this episode on another channel. And I wanted to try something like this out for a while, and I think it's working. I think you guys can probably hear them. I think we're hijacked in, and uh, I don't want to hijack <laughs> too much. You guys talking about the episode? I'm like interrupting. Oh, by the way, guys, you know what we're gonna talk about now? We're gonna talk about that cold open. Why the hell they chose to do a cold open in this episode? No. But, uh, no, no, you go, you go right ahead, because what you're interrupting is us. Yes, we're talking about the episode, but let me tell you this, Phil. I was really happy with our podcast last uh, week about how how quickly we were able to, you know, precisely touch on, like, you know, these very specific topics. Do you agree that this episode? Now, there's a lot of stuff that, yeah, it's it's pretty straightforward. This is what this is a Westworld episode. Yeah, I was saying that before on the. Uh, before I connected with you guys, this is the new Westworld episode. This was something that was an evolution. It wasn't just a mystery what's going on. It's us knowing this information, knowing the timelines, understanding 
for the most part, I mean, there's still some mystery, some some convoluted stuff you need yeah, can be yeah. picked apart. But I think for the most part, in all of our flashbacks, that beginning scene, we know that's Arnold. We know, or we can pretty much say without with almost certainty that that was Arnold. And it's all about building character and understanding these people more, so that when we build up to these big climaxes, we're going to care about these characters more. And ultimately, I think that's what this season is going to be about. It's about that discovery of what kind of people, what kind of people, what kind of sentient beings these creatures become and what did they choose to do and this really is yeah it's a freaking awesome Westworld but I think it's also unlike any episode that we've fully gotten so far because it's so based on like being a fucking thriller I'm sorry being a goddamn thriller like crazy (laughs) to the edge of of making you feel it in your heart of what's happening on the screen, not necessarily always questioning what's happening. It just gave us concrete information. It reminded me, I don't even want to say what it reminded me of because of the bad connotation of the show, but when Lost did these kind of episodes well, it reminded me of that, like learning uh, deep, deeply about the characters. And I'm sorry I ruined and de- debugged my entire conversation by saying the L word. No, I know they're all dead. I know they're all dead. Go shut the hell up. But, uh, but. Yeah, They stuck the landing, Phil. Come on. Lost knew what they were doing. They didn't start using heavy drugs in that writing. <laughs> uh, the second last. Did season. you guys ever see no, the they... South Park episode, uh, Cartoon Wars, where they say what the Family Guy writers are like? That's what I imagine the Lost writers are like. It's just some manatee <laughs> picking things out of a cat. Yeah. I think they might have literally wrote themselves into like a like a physical corner like, that they couldn't get out of. Like they literally couldn't even get out of the room. They're like, "Oh, we have no clue what's happening." I I, I remember watching interviews, and, and, and that's when I was in uh, at Second City uh, do, uh, doing a little bit of screenwriting, and you know. In no way a professional, but I'm looking at this and I'm like, I don't think these guys know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> I'm like, I'm they're just genuinely concerned. It. I'm like, yeah. they, it seems like, they, it's like, ooh, it's ambiguous. It, it, there's a difference between ambiguous and just they don't know what the fuck's going on. But I agree with you so much on the, and I, I changed the camera because before I just had it focused on uh, me. Uh, because of uh, you know um, I'm I'm very uh, you know petty and uh, <laughs> vain, well, but so, no, uh, 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 so you can now see the, uh, the wonderful Phil. But what we were talking about is now it did give us a lot of concrete information, like okay, the data uh, being stored. I mean, William pulls that trope with with uh, Mr. Delos. Now here's the thing: uh, that's a Scottish actor. He is not trying to hide that Scottish <laughs> accent one bit. Preston yeah, um, yeah. Jacobs, I remember picked him uh, Logan apart for uh, not for like the way he was eating and i love Preston for his videos but he logan is british uh ben barnes and he uh i guess they cut uh you know like we cut with our uh our strong hand you know what i mean and uh with if we're cutting a steak or something using a knife but then we switch but uh, the british don't so he like kind of like nitpicked that but hey debunked buddy because evidently his dad is full-blown scottish uh but he pulled that popular trope you know that thing that you could never do in real life and if you have then i'll respect you even more where that you have that all-powerful guy that you're like hey listen fucker i'm a nobody but this is how shit goes and they're like nobody's ever talked to me like that yeah nothing works like nothing works like that in real life in real life you get kicked the fuck out he's like no 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 my son's right about you you're an asshole but but the fact that you know he was so forward in saying that, uh, my, my wife looked at me and was like, "Is Logan dead? Does that mean that that uh, he he killed his son or, or uh, William killed Logan at some point?" It's like, uh, maybe. I, don't, I think I don't a whole shit ton of future heroin kills Logan from the looks of it. Uh, yeah, speaking of character development, I mean, the, the the big drop. We knew that that the character arc of of Logan was going to be one of decline, um, if not his actual death. So the fact that they address 
you know, drug use and, and some kind of super heroin, I can only imagine, um, sponsored by the fact that he's also confronted with the thing that has since ruined his life. You know, the, the being that came into William and Logan's setup and then exhibited, exhibited this, um, you know, quote unquote free will uh, and then forced William to see this and change his whole persona. I mean, he's looking at the person who is very literally destroyed his life mm -hmm. uh, in a cascading effect after that. And so for him to have to look at that after, you know, doing something detrimental to himself, I mean, that that's a huge character development. And, and I'm sure that we're only going to see his decline further on. Well, and, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I mean, heroin is terrible now. Let's talk about like what looked to be like super future heroin. <laughs> I don't know. Like if we really want <laughs> that's that what I was hands. saying, it's probably nuke from Robocop three or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he's really, he's really, he's really screwing himself over. And that's true. I love watching that. And I love how this episode served as almost a sequel for Westworld season one in the activities of oh, William yeah. and Logan, where they, a lesser show would just yada yada that, and we would never really get back to that. The conversation that William had where I'm going to take over the business, and then knowing that ultimately he becomes the man in black and becomes uh, one of the controlling forces of Delos later on would be enough. But instead we get it, and we get it in these exceptionally well-layered scenes, even from the beginning with Logan, of getting the scene of watching Logan be the Dude. first one that sees all of this and be completely Dude. confused by Dude. everything. Excellently done. Dude, good, man. Yeah. As soon as as soon as you see Angela, you're just like, okay, you know what's gonna happen. Um, you know, seeing the trailer, you you understand that that scene is coming at some point. But it was so well done. What one of the best executed yet? Um, and just just the shock and all of Logan, where he's like, oh my god, An An Angela's a host. You know, you're too perfect. You you can't be. And then she just snaps her fingers and everyone stops moving. Dude, um, so good. Yeah. It was so good. Like It was like a record stopping right at that moment. And I was just like, holy crap. Because even I was questioning in that moment. is Because I, I went through the series of back and forth in my mind. I'm like, okay, they're all hosts. No, wait, Dolores is there. But no, they're not all hosts. Maybe she's just a host. Maybe that's just a host. And then when it all came together, it was a really like, yes. It was a very euphoric television feeling in that moment. Absolutely. Now, the biggest thing, and this is what I was uh, right before you, which you can interrupt me at any time. Like I said, you are an inspiration. <laughs> oh, yeah. Shut up. Uh, shut up. Shut up. I'll, I'll, still, no licking kneecaps tonight. <laughs> what, 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 hey, kneecaps better than some other places. Okay. But, okay, we'll no, I, okay I'm going to get down on my hands and knees and get under the table with you, Justin, right now. Here we go. <laughs> oh, shit, dude. That was pretty easy. Let's go. Let's do hey, it. Hey, no, 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 no. Everyone close yeah, the cameras out. We're going to have a real party now, and we're going to do this. Yeah. As people as people are saying, I'm having a great time stream to stream. Michael Palmer says this is great. Both channels, tandles, tandem, awesome. I'll have an eight ball. I mean a ball. <laughs> and hey, <laughs> you party how you want to. But now here's what I'm talking about. This is kind of the the downside of secondhand journalism when i go off in I, we just had a live stream with the wonderful vanessa cole and i don't remember if this is her article from uh westworld watchers but jonathan tucker now one of my favorite actors uh american gods uh we got uh a kingdom which was a highly underwatched and under underrated show that just ended he was reported to be a security guard i was like okay well because that guy can that guy can act the fuck out of anything now, I saw him in that room, so that freezing moment gave us that, what I've been talking about. It gave us to us that guess who's a host game, but it gave us to us, like, in, in an, not really a cheap way, but, like, it Probably didn't draw it out. It didn't yeah. Ryan Seacrest it, you know what I mean? Like, and we'll find out after. This is your American Westworld host. Sorry. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like we found, and I'm like, there's no way because he's supposed to be a security guard. And Westworld Watchers told me my whole mind, you know, uh, I'm having a fucking, you know, cognitive breakdown. <laughs> and it's upon reflection so much better that he is playing this host, especially the host that he's playing, because that actor has such range and he's so, such a deviant. He does such a good job with these deviant roles. Like he's a guy that could walk around in real life with one of those mustaches with the wax, you know, <laughs> and spin it up and spin it up. up. <laughs> and I'd be like, that adds up. I wouldn't be like, who the fuck are you? And I'm like, oh, that adds up. Um, I, I, I was really loving it. Uh, and I, yeah, I mean, sometimes they get casting wrong, but I think that we see a a definite clash of ideologies here. Like I, I suspect it. Now, the, like I said in the pre-stream, I don't know why we all think Dolores, even myself up until recently, is is the savior. Why does she have any reason to like the other hosts? She, he, her storyline from before was them raiding and raping, you know, her family and herself, and then the Wyatt storyline. So, you know, it, for her to be, no, I don't know when she, we just gave her the mantle because, you know, that's also, how television works. Um, hold on one second. And then we see Maeve, who is coming across and she tells her you know uh you know quite yeah it's very straightforward she says well if you're setting this all free then i guess we're free to pass so this is where these ideologies cra crash because it's you know you have to take the good with the bad you you can't just have it all your i mean you can uh but you know even by her by the by what she pulled with with the i don't know his name in the show yet but with jonathan tucker you know that goes against uh, what, what she mm -hmm. i mean is she only trying to free herself uh it doesn't look like she has the interest as of the host as a whole, um, you know, in mind. She is willing to abuse and abuse them just like they have done to her. And that is something that Tandy, I will use the British version, Tandy Newton, does not do. Uh, so I think that we're getting a good mix. Uh, what do you think about it? I always say the three heads of the dragon. You got Bernard, you got um, Tandy Newton, uh, you know, Maeve, and then you got Dolores, uh, except for, you know, Bernard's head's leaking at the moment. We need to give him a little bit of time. No, totally. Uh, what do you think about that, Hex? I'm, I'm going to, I'm just going to say, I'm going to let you guys continue and say that I think is the central part that's going to be awesome about this season is that battle between the two of them. And I look oh, forward yeah. to checking out the stream of you guys later. Maybe we can do something like this in the future, in the season, but it was awesome checking in with you guys. And I hope you guys have an awesome show and individually, each one of us should do podcasts in the future. So I'll, I'll talk to you guys soon. Absolutely. Hey, Phil, thank, thank you, you for man. stopping Have by. Have a good one. Later. So we do a little crossover with those guys. Let them continue their conversation. And let's get back into this goofiness over here. Thank you to them for letting me hijack their stream. Al Red Sox fan with the $20 Super Chat donation. You were fucking amazing, buddy. Let me spin the wheel for you. There you go. Spin the wheel for Al Red Sox fan. Spreading the word. Punching me in the face. Kicking me in my balls. I love it. And here we go. <laughs> Thank you for getting rid of that side purple screen thing in the chat. It was hurting my eyes. Okay, I will. I won't do that vertical one. I'll just do this one right here. I'll get rid of that that uh, that side one forever. Okay. So now, was this the first cold open? I think it's the first cold open. No, I just I've always wanted to try something like that. I've always wanted to hijack another stream in the middle of the stream, and why not do it? I knew they were streaming at the same time, so I, I got their permission to to do a little hijacking, and that was that was a lot of fun. I I hope I wish more streamers did that sort of thing when people are streaming at the same time because it's pretty simple, and maybe we'll experiment with that with some other channels in the future with some fun doing that. So, anyways, let's continue. I'm back. It's just me. Spin that bitch. What's it landed on? It landed on an Ocarina song. You really want an Ocarina song, Al Red Sox fan? Or you want me to get into talking about this episode? Okay, you'll get it. You'll get what you want. 
You'll get what you want, Al Red Sox fan. I'm going to push this. I'm going to, where, where is it? Where's this loop? Sorry, I'm like trying to come up with music to play for you so I can do this. Here it is. Here it is. Here we go. Here you go, Al Red Sox fan. This is for you, buddy. Just in case that was too harsh on the ears. That's for you, Al. I've, uh, I owed you that, motherfucker. You get one more spin because that's a $20 Super Chat donation. That gets two spins. So I like the flashback. I know Tom's saying he didn't like this episode. I can definitely see how some people might not like this episode in some ways because of it not necessarily... I can see both sides of it. It's interesting. Justin was saying that he thinks it's one of his favorite episodes of Westworld. I think it was a really good episode. I like the combination of the new Westworld we got. But I also see what Tom was saying where we got a lot of flashbacks. It wasn't, it wasn't necessarily a lot of brand new information. It was more filling the gaps of past information. Excuse me. Oh, that's okay, Tom. And I'm going to go, I'm going to, I'm going to, I take it Joe is not a big fan of Westworld. No, he fucking hates it. And uh, what, it's got spin again. I got to spin again for you, Al. Hey, hey, smoke a hauntus. I can't wait to party with you as well during Con of Thrones. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's sooner than we can think. Uh, and yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be there on Thursday night. We're going on a big cross-country trip, a lot of stops. And I'm going to be hanging and partying and having a good time, hanging with There's a couple people specifically I'm really excited to see out there. And for the most part, I'm just going to be hanging, bouncing around, and that have as much fun as possible. So also uh, Westworld will be that Sunday night. So maybe I'll be doing a Westworld podcast from after Con of Thrones. But let's get into talking about this actual episode and open this baby up. Let's open this fucking sucker up wide. So I wrote the, the beginning of this episode is the, the Delos origin of Westworld more than anything. Uh, I like how we got Logan in the origin parts. This episode's more in the level, more in the level, less mystery-like and more thriller and more sci-fi, a little bit more sci-fi littered in here. No real perspective of the of the Delos staff. They were in there for the most part, but it was it was a vehicle for the hosts discovering things and going through their mission, in my in my opinion. I will say some of the flashbacks were out of context. I agree with that, Corey. And it could be somewhat distracting, and if you're not engaged in it enough, it could your attention could wane. But yeah, Smokehauntus, I can't wait. I'm very, very excited. Just because it happened in the past doesn't mean it's not new if we didn't know it. Fill the issues, guy. Can I add asshole at the end of that? Because I know I'm reading that in a very nice way, Alex. But I wanna I wanna read that. I wanna add asshole to every comment. I'm good. <laughs> Just because it happened, fill the issues, guy, asshole. <laughs> But you're right. You're right. And it was new information. It was filling in the gaps. That's what I guess I shouldn't have said new information, just progressing too much of the story. But we did get that within the Dolores line. So I guess I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. I'm just a big I'm just a big dummy. <laughs> and I mean that in the most glorious way. Do the host have a mission or does Robert Ford have a mission? Nicholas, that's the biggest question throughout all of this. Is all of this just part of this new game that we've heard Ford talk to the men in black 
about a few times now. And the only reason I keep calling Ed Harris's character Men in Black and not William is just to not strike confusion. When I say William or Billy, I'm talking about the young guy. I'm talking about uh, Jimmy Simpson, is that his name? His, his character that he's playing. When I talk about the Men in Black, I'm talking about Ed Harris. So, <laughs> no, I love you too, Alex. I, I, appreci- I appreciate it. I'm going to just add asshole at the end of everything. I'm going to make every, I'm going to make, uh, I'm going to make me annoying if I, if I can't know, if I can't, I will make myself an asshole if I can, if I do one thing in this world. I still believe Dolores and the gang are chess pieces and that it's an Arnold William game and I believe that they're all playing their parts. It very much could be that. And that's the thing. It could all just be a part of Ford's narrative that he's trying to dictate and we could all be in on the con. Uh, the other spinning your wheel, Al Red Sox, then landed on Joe character impressions. So uh, we'll have to wait and Joe owes you a character impression. Nancy T! Holy shit, a little something for drinks and sandwiches in Dallas. I will see you there. I can't wait, Nancy. I'm very excited. And Stephanie and and Joe and Katie are very, very thankful for the wonderful gift you sent us. So huge thanks to you for that blanket. Let me spin this shit for Nancy. Give Nancy a spin of the wheel. She knocks me out, drag me down. Knock me out, drag me down. Stick my thumb in an old cool bomb. (laughs) What am I singing? Another Joe character impression. That can't be good. No, I'm spinning again. We're not putting two Joe character impressions in the bucket. Jimmy Simpson seemed so weasel-esque when he was talking to Dello's dad. I hate seeing him like that. It's that transformation of seeing him, of seeing William turn into the man in black. And we're seeing it throughout this episode. That's why I did love this episode. Because it shows those subtle transitions that it's not just in sometimes in... in art or in shows we get the simple transition of someone is good and then someone has a period of time goes by and then someone's bad and then magically magically delicious the song plays and then they're a good guy hey phil i'm still up for a shot oh we're doing shots you do a fucking shot motherfucker it says drum fun i gotta do some drum fun for al red sox fan i mean for no for nancy t for Nancy T. Here we go. Delor. Okay, enough of that. I always like to be mindful of the musical things because it's hard to judge here how much of it could be a horrible imposition on your ears. So I'm only trying to pay back the wonderful old donations that we're lucky enough to get and all of the people that are our patrons. Huge thanks to you guys. Big sloppy wet hugs and kisses to all of the people that support us and all the super chat donations. Even just the people that are in the live motherfucking chat or listening to this podcast later. Please help spread the word. Keep, please help us grow by telling somebody you ain't knocking on the door. Hey! Listen to this silly podcast. It makes me happy because it's like hanging out with that creepy, weird dude from high school or junior high school. No, that's living in his mom's basement. Hey, mom, I'll be quiet later. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, uh. uh, well, we got, uh, I wonder if William was named William for more than aesthetic reasons. I don't think anything's not, uh, anything is without meaning in this world, Nicholas. Deborah says, but William was not good. He was bad, very bad. Can I say that in a really, he wasn't good. He was bad. 
He was very bad. I want to say it like Mr. Mackey, okay? But William wasn't good, okay? He was bad, okay? He chooses the white hat. We all thought that he was meant for good, okay? okay? But he chooses the opposite of us. I'm not making fun of your comment. I just, for some reason, wanted to read that like Mr. Mackey, Deborah. But I, but I agree. William was never good. He was just pretending. And, and Logan calls him on that in season one. That's something that gets dealt with very nicely in season one. Lala, great to see Lala in the live motherfucking chat. Phil, you always make me smile and laugh through toughness. Oh, that's all I can ask and all I can try to do is give some sort of distraction or smile or goofball frustration or whatever through uh, the normal f silliness of your days. So thank you so much to everyone that's checking this out and, uh, and obviously to our Super Chat donators. Special love to you motherfuckers. Uh, let's see. I'm sure if they found a way to help the chil the children from beyond the grave, he forward. But I don't think the story is about him being a the master puppet anymore. Drinking wine, enjoying this lovely chat, smoke a hauntus. I can't wait to toast a drink with you. I said it. I said it just like that, Phil. You had to say it like okay. <laughs> Lala, it's great to see you. The only thing that would make Phil's podcast better is a drum circle and lots of uh, sandwiches. Other side, other than that, it's perfection. <laughs> take off this ring. Illogical, Jim. I'm one I'm a one-man drum circle. No. <laughs> I will be bringing drums to Con of Thrones, so expect bongo playing on panels I'm on. Anyways, let's continue. I just keep thinking, why can't all guys dress like that the whole time? Ed Harris looks so good in these costumes, am I right? So good. I agree. Ed Harris is, I'm not going to say he's saving anything or he's stealing anything, because I feel like those are, that's a discredit to everything else that's going on that I'm enjoying in these first two episodes. But Ed Harris is the star of the show right now for me. He's the one whose scenes I'm the most invested in. Not just emotionally, but viscerally. Like, watching them, I feel like I'm watching this gritty, dragged-down show. And I love that they got them back together with Lawrence. That's exceptionally fun. Analysis of Thrones, thank you so much. Oh, oh no, it's Al that's leaving. Al, Red Sox fan, as always, thank you for the positive energy and for the super chat donation tonight, buddy. buddy and thank you. See, I'm getting choked up with hiccups. I have my, uh, my bi-episode hiccup attack <gasps> the beer oh the host inside me why can't i have a host's midsection see I, tonight i almost just want to take the live chat I'm, i don't even want to get into this recap but no i'm enjoying so much just taking your live comments and listening to what you guys have to say about this episode because it helps me to learn a lot this was one of those episodes i was going to say this when i was talking to the other guys it was a tough episode in the sense to recap and try to give my full visual attention and write what was happening in the episode at the same time. So a lot of, so it's good to invite a second viewing. And I think Westworld in general does invite a, invite a second viewing. Whoever does the costume on the show is awesome. Though with the Wild West look, it's easy to make that look cheesy as fuck, but it looks gritty, especially in a fake park of where you could easily make it look as shitty as like really shitty and really cheesy and instead it it's really effective william's life path was altered when all this fantastical fantasy about dolores ended when she dropped the can for another guest it really 
tweaked him the wrong way and sent him down this path of being turning into a a almost mustache twirly villain. Big E in the live chat. Smokehunters bringing my hula hoops. Phil can drum while I spin fire. I can almost say that with, with certainty one of the evenings that's going to happen. <laughs> Steph Snow says, agreed if he's carrying a good chunk of my... Yeah, he's crack, carrying a huge chunk of my attention. Night Al, great to see you, buddy. Humble man, Arnold. Also, Arnold's house was not that fabulous. <laughs> I said that too at the beginning. We'll get into my recap here. I said, Arnold's house looks pretty shitty. We're having a lot of money. It looks like the bonsai tree shop from Karate Kid 3. It just didn't look very good. And he's uh, like, I'm rich... I'm rich. Come on in. <laughs> it was just like, it's just bricks and shit. <laughs> I, I agree. Okay. So I've been in the chat. I could stay in the chat all night because you guys are fucking amazing as always. But then I wouldn't, I wouldn't do one of these. What I always like doing. Recap! 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 Oh, I'm like, oh shit! <laughs> I'm like beating the shit out of my microphone with this fucking thing. What, what am I? What am I? What am I doing? What am I? Why am I? Why am I causing these troubles? Yeah, this is another one of my little silly toys. See, it's a tube. It's a normal tube. I can look through it. I can use it to extend humanity, or I can spin it to make funny noises. Ha! <laughs> so, anyways, it's time for the recap. Okay, so, <laughs> sorry, I got my goof on. I feel bad for my microphone. If this thing didn't have, like, the 10-year warranty of any parts, and I'm not going to, like, trade it in one day <laughs> pretty soon. <laughs> Someone's going to turn on this stream for my warranty and be like, you were whipping it with a tube, asshole. <laughs> what the hell's going on? You silly mother fricker. <laughs> We're on the Weird Al doll did Phil touch the microphone. Right here! Uh, I know, my mic deserves better. It didn't do anything to me. And Steph Snow, uh, I'm so lucky to have you and anyone that happens to find us. That's why we're really lucky when other channels or other people spread the word about us. We're not necessarily always, you know, algorithm or spinny way or, or suggestible or searchable friendly because I say the word motherfucker every other word. I can't help myself. It's motherfucking hypnotizing. And you guys in the motherfucking chat. No, but I really do appreciate it. Any of the, how anyone happens to find us or any of the people that do share the word and, and all of you guys that check it out throughout the weeks and show the love either on Patreon or just by popping in the chat and sending, sending me messages, throwing rocks. at That person that threw a rock at my head while I was walking down the street the other day, that's very, it was very nice to meet you. It was very nice to, uh, to get that rock. It had a very friendly message that said, cut your hair, you stupid hippie. So, something like that. It was awesome. And Mel, lots of love to Mel. Phil, don't worry, there will be a gif of you spinning that three-foot dildo. Is it bad that I want Dolores to scream, we done, we don't need no stink, we don't need no stinking badgers. Badgers? We don't need no stinking badgers. <laughs> oh my fuck. 
But no, thank you so much to everybody. And I'm a goofy-ass bastard. I've been doing this a while. I would do this to a camera of nobody watching, so it makes me so happy that even anybody comes out and checks out what we do. So thank you. And by we, I mean all the multiple goofy ball antics that are going on in my head as I play... Even play Mary had a little lamb. What kind of asshole am I? Okay, so we open right up where we always do on Arnold and Dolores in the dream world. Am I in a dream or am I in reality? Am I in reality? Why are you so soft? Why is the volume soft? Play. Play. We are in your world. Sorry, it's really, it's, I can't, I can't hear it too well. I don't know if it's really loud or not. Nicholas says, I want to try to convince my friends you're amazing, but they don't, they don't think a drunk white hippie recapping HBO shows is amazing content. Hey, I can't say I blame them, but maybe one day, Nicholas, Mr. Mackey, there, you know, there's no coffee in the teacher's lounge that you walk in the bathrooms like you find a big, big dork leg mare in the urinal. That's like laughing at you. I used to wait all week for Westworld. Now I wait for Phil and his chat. Oh, thank you guys. You guys, that means so fucking much to me. Thank you so much. Anyways. Okay, so we... <laughs> so, so we open right back up where we always do on Arnold and Dallas. It's classic Dolores doing her classic bit. Classic Dolores doing her classic bit. Everything. See, that's re it's really it's really quiet, isn't it? You can you guys not hear that? Uh, not hear the audio? Yeah, I'm ki kill. Fuck your fuck your thoughts, motherfucker. Let's try this one. Let's see if this is better. Let's see if you're better. There we go. Anything at all. There we go. I don't think I could ever get used to this. That's better. That's better, baby. So yeah, we get the classic Dolores uh, looking at uh, the world full of Splenda, you know. But after the beginning, we get Dolores with her hair back, and she's in our world, and we get the beginning with Arnold and Dolores, and then we get the classic Dolores in uh, with full of Splenda, all sweet. Cool. I th thank you, Mary. Thank you, everyone. If I was just pausing for a second and not talking, which is which is really awkward for this podcast, because I understand that. Usually in most streams or some type of things or some broadcasts, a pause is okay. You know that pause when some person that's crazy or babbling all the time stops talking? But because I talk so much and I'm all over the place in goofball-centric, centric, goofball-centric, when I pause even for a second sometimes, in my mind, it's the longest hour of the day. So listening to that audio and nothing happening, I to me that was slow motion. Like, I'm not talking. <laughs> old Dolores, now that we've seen her, her turn is, yeah, her old Dolores is so dull. It's so predictable, same old loop, same old Dolores. Splenda, that's, yeah, that's what Walt used to. 
used to poison Brock and Lydia. It was, it was a, it was Risen Splenda. It's a new brand made by Heisenberg. I fucking love you, Corey. Corey, years of doing this, buddy. Like seeing your comments out there, but fucking keep me smiling. I'll see it all your comments, but Corey, goddamn Mitchell, man, making me laugh. <laughs> Pausing streams with laugh breaks since since 2015. Holy shit! Oh god. Can I can I can I get a coffee? Can I get some? Can I get some skim milk? Can I get some Splenda? Philip, Philip, can we get some Splenda for my coffee? Talk about it. Let's let's say hey, apartments. They're neither. Why they call them apartments when they're so close together? Discuss. Coffee talk with Linda Richmond. <laughs> Quoting the hashtags from the streams with no context is a fun thing to do at work. <laughs> okay, so we get classic Dolores who, uh, again, is thinking about some Splenda. She wants some Splenda. Looks like the stars have been scattered across the ground. Oh, that's why I wasn't. Have you ever seen anything so full of splendor? Have you ever seen something so full of splendor? I got a coffee the other day. In fact, that was like completely fucking chock full of splendor, dude. <laughs> Phil, why don't you go in this silly direction right now? And then we go over here. <laughs> so, um, and then he says it's better for your eyes. And then we see for we hear Ford's voice. Ford makes sure he makes his guest appearance in this episode. It's almost time, Arnold. Is she ready? Titus, is that you? She's not ready. Jenny. Oh, hi, Jenny. I like that. Hello, Jenny. Jenny. Wait. Jenny, you sure are a nice lady. Yeah. It doesn't look like Splenda to me. Improvisations added to her behavior aren't quite dialed in yet. We need to put our best work forward. We'll be dazzled even without her. Dizzle dazzle. There was a time when I found this. The Lawyer's 9000 now fully upgraded with godlike powers, shotgun powers, and night vision goggles. I will fuck you up like the T-1000. I don't know, Alex. That's a good question. What exactly the new weapon is? That's one of the mysteries that definitely comes out of this episode. What is that weapon? So we hear Ford, and he's off cam pushing for her. And I couldn't quite follow all of this what was going on, so I'm, I definitely want to hear it again. Let's say, charming, Robert. Please, I'm not playing favorites. She's simply not ready. I think maybe Dolores was supposed to be playing the Angela role first in this scenario, as they were, as they were trying to sell Delos. And I also think it's interesting that we find out that Delos didn't approach Westworld. Westworld approached Delos. As you wish. You have to let go at some point. And yeah, fuck all. <laughs> if anyone, uh, if anyone's like, why are you playing clips again? What, what happened last week? I'm playing clips again. I'm not, there was a mistake. So I'm going to play these clips. God damn it. So make sure if you want to watch, check us out live. Do it. Just in case. But one way or another, I'll be able to get the episode. And if I can save it last week, I'll save it again if anything happens. Someone just text me. You're playing clips again? <laughs> yes, I'm playing clips again. I want to show you something. In Soviet, right? 
In Soviet Russia, hosts don't kill everything inside. Hosts kill themselves. Da, da, привет. They kill themselves. That was poor, 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 poor shit. Poor Yakov Shmirnov and Prussia. I wonder what Delos has as a profit margin, especially at this point in time when they're thinking about making this investment. They're just looking for any investment in any future tech. So Delos must be a well-put-together business, and the father did very well and put them in a good position to be at the birth of being able to buy something or put, get such vested interest in something like Westworld or the VR technology that they're looking at or other, other shit that we get hinted at in this episode. Did anybody know that Esposito was going to be on? I did not, Alex. I did not know he he was that Gus Fring was going to be on there. So then we get, she looks around at the amazing wonder. We get the first look at the real world. We see a sign in some Eastern lettering. We see he's taking her across the street to his new wonderful establishment. What is this? This is my home. Or it will be when it's finished. And, uh, it's, yeah, it's definitely not finished. She asks if he lives there, and he's moving his family here close by. He says his son, his son Charlie, and Dolores is in full robot mo mode. And, uh, and they, they head outside, and Dolores says, I love to hear more and meet Charlie. And there's almost something romantic to all of this. Or, but I know I'm reading into it, but some sense of wonder that we're seeing through Arnold's eyes as he's trying to connect, talking about his losing faith in humanity. Her and Charlie have a lot in common, he says to her. Quite a lot in common, you know. You both. Mel, have a great night. It's great to see you. So clearly. The beauty of it. Hey, hey, Broke. Welcome to the live chat, Broke. The possibility of it. So many people have stopped seeing it altogether wonder maybe they don't have the courage strange new light can be just as frightening as the dark teddy is fucking awake yes he is they head outside and dolores says i'd love to hear more her and charlie have a lot in common both things seem clearly possibilities she sees the strange moonlight and she says the strange moonlight might be scarier than the dark and we get some of arnold's hate for humanity and then we get this point, almost similar to William eventually figuring out that Dolores is just not quite there yet. She loops Grant. around. Have you ever seen anything so full of splendor? Splendor, more splendor, dude. He wants the splendor. William's wife was a very handsome woman. I think she knew about Dolores as she cut off his dick, sew it back on, and then chainsaw it off. Yeah, she does not. Look, Phil, read into it if you need, because she's someone he has loved discovering despite creating. Very interesting. Very interesting. I think there was some sense of that, of discovering that the life that he's creating could be better than human. And he sees something, some sort of connection in that. Teddy's a, po a poodle and a little bitch, says Michael Palmer. <laughs> I hope he evolves into more. Michael Palmer, but I'm afraid you may be right at this point. Keep getting mixed reviews. Maybe after con, I will have time to watch it. He gets mad when she repeats her loop. He gets crazy mad when she repeats the loop here. 
could just see he realizes she's not there and he sends her sends her away. And that's our pre-credit scene as we're not even into the show. So then the credits kick in and a door opens and Delos guys in suits bringing in hosts. And that dude from the last episode runs down in the bunker and goes back and he screams about the hosts rebelling to a staff. And it's a slaughter. Lots of panning and camera angles as it's about time. And it builds up as we go into action. There's an issue and Dolores and her crew are there with uh, Dolores talks to Teddy and Teddy just looks shocked with this whole situation. Teddy is not happy. I used to see the beauty in this world. And now I see the truth. And... Uh, Dolores approaches the dude in the suit and she Sam Jackson's her pu- she starts going all Sam Jackson from Pulp Fiction. Well, this guy. Was. Because there's no one here to judge you. Well, now no one the is path here of the righteous man to judge what we will do to you. You have no idea what you're up against. What's really out there? I know exactly what is out there in your world. And maybe she does, maybe she doesn't. She definitely knows a little bit about what's out there in the world. I don't think she knows as much as she's acting like she knows. And I think that's going to get her into some form of trouble in the future. So uh, Nicholas says, I'm surprised he didn't end up with a broken neck when she when he grabbed her by the throat. Yeah, at least a crushed windpipe, Nicholas, if we're thinking in reality. Hendrick says, how can we know more about Arnold's backstory and not much about Ford? Very interesting. Ford is still much of a mystery. I'm sure we're going to see more of it uh, because I've mentioned this earlier. This is two episodes in and Ford's dad is fucking disco. And we've got we've got at least Ford's been in both episodes multiple times in different ways. So I think. Those answers are going to come with time. This is a five-season story arc. And I, I'll say it again. I think they're going to get those five years to tell this story. And I think a lot of it is stuff that's not going to completely make sense or the whole puzzle is not going to be complete until we see the whole thing. But I do think all the T's in the eyes are going to be pissed on and and they're going to take the eyes and have sex with them. Then they're going to take the T's and hang their coats on them. It's going to be great. It's going to be a party. So it's funny that Dolores and Billy have the same awe and splendor comment in this episode. There's so much awe and splendor D going on. Dolores says, I know exactly who's out there. I know exactly how to do it. And I am going to fucking kill you, motherfucker. I'm going to kill you, motherfucker? I, I guess not. I guess I don't have any more of that. Okay, so then she puts her hand on his face, and she, he sweats a little bit, and we get this flash. This is where Smoke Hunts was saying she wish she could be tripping in this episode. We get a couple of, whoa. Okay, I guess it's back. And then we get a few flash. I guess I'm tripping now. And then we get a music break and a flashback of Logan, and he's yawning, and this must be before the Westworld trip, as we see uh, Angela as well. Let's see. But really, what is the point of a $60 million Warhol if you can't look at it while you fuck? And this is, this is a scene... How are you bored right now? 
I'm sorry, it's, it's, it's the jet lag. They have had meetings all day. Good question, D. Reunion, I guess the reunion was about Dolores and and Maeve, also about Billy and Dolores having a reunion after the events that happened in Westworld, us reuniting with the characters at different times and different stages of Delos taking through. But I think reunion is an interesting title for this particular episode, considering so much of it deals with the foundation of Delos. So uh, that's, a, that's a very good question. She hears everything when she's powered down and she remembers that's her superpower. Yes, yeah, see, I wonder if that link was to show us Dolores was telling Teddy about William William before. Broke says Dolores knows nothing of our world. If she did, she wouldn't want to go she'd want to go back to Westworld ASAP. Who'd want to go to a world where the Walking Dead exists? <laughs> that's funny that they have the same splendor. Maeve has the power to make things happy, but not a back knowledge. Is it like the Dream Warriors? They each have a special power? It's interesting. The big three, as Justin put it. Okay, so we get the music break of the song from the trailer. Then we get Logan and Billy. We get this flashback scene. I love the vibe that the music puts in this flashback scene. It creates a dreamlike sense to it all, even though it isn't a dream. It's just romanticizing the past in the way the, of the way that the past is romanticized. So I like that. I like that we get this. And then we get see, get, get to see the initial meeting of Logan. We get an introduction to Logan get, get to watch him be his prick self for a while and enjoy what, everything that's awesome about his character. And then two guys come over, or two people come over, Angela and this dude, who end up ultimately both being hosts, but they come up to him and they start to institute this meeting that was set up, which is the foundation of the interest that trying to get Delos interested to purchase or purchase stake, give money to Westworld, because we hear, I believe in the episode, that the park's not doing exceptionally well right now, or it's still at the foundation point. That's kind of hard to assess. I'd have to do a rewatch to pick up some of the Easter eggs in there for that information, but it seems like this is, they need the financial help, and Ford's not worried about it because he has an ultimate plan. You know, Ford plans everything. So he's trying to get them in on the business in some sense. And that's what this whole section is about. But I believe that we have an appointment. We're with the Argos Initiative. Let me call when you're back in the city. Lala says, I thought the scene with Logan and Dallas was one of the best of the episodes. I thought it was one of the, I thought it reminded me in a weird way of uh, the Maeve w when she woke up. I thought it was excellently played by the character, the actor that plays Logan. And seeing it from his perspective and how it was all disclosed to him is similar to last season when Ford shuts them all down and seeing things from his perspective, discovering how real and engaging this world can be. I agree. This episode had some really awesomely acted out in textury. Like I'm in a freaking beautiful hot tub at a, at a, uh, all-inclusive resort with a banana mama in my hand and a uh, slice of pizza in the other. It was, it was like, you really could relax in there. Sorry. I just wanted to go to my happy place. I guess that's my happy place. Wait, is that Kanye playing the piano? I think so. <laughs> Has anyone heard of the Bernard Teddy theory? No, I have not, Smokahontas. And uh, Maeve may give no fucks, which I relate to, but Dolores and her, uh, her black and white justice is just oddly appealing, especially in this world, to see someone fighting back. I just wonder, it's appealing until it crosses some barrier for the audience member. And I think Dolores is going to keep progressing to a point where, I mean, I still think some people will 
view her side and be able to look at things from multiple perspectives. But to me, I think ultimately it's going to end up that Maeve is going to need to stop her and Teddy's going to want to stop her too. She's going to go really far with this. But it could go in a completely different direction. And Teddy could be the one that goes too far. Or it could be, I don't it's so exciting, and I can't wait till next week. And I can't, I don't want to wait week to week with this show. I want it all. I said it before. Give me all the episodes now, motherfucker. And OTDA in the live chat. Great to see you, buddy. Okay, so we have this meeting with the Delos people. Hey, we're having the Roth Cup. Oh, yeah, no, totally. It's a kind of cover, but I'm imagining that he's, he's like playing it too. You know, they, they, he's sitting there playing the piano. My associate Names and faces. I know. So I could play some of this. There's, we get a piano transition, and and they go to a party for Logan. And Logan said, "I thought this was a private situation." That I think you'll find the company quite stimulating. You're a very smooth show, pal. But I'm not the kind of backer you insult with a cattle call. So Logan initially thinks that they're trying to set him up for multiple offers or to sh set up a bidding war of some sort. But he's surprised when he's told that there's one, I was just going to say Walker, <laughs> there's one host amongst the group. They lie to him and say it's just one. And immediately I'm like, okay, it's Dolores playing the piano. It's Dolores. Go to Dolores. But he walks around the room. Logan, this is a private demonstration. And it's already begun. And then... And then cocky Logan says, uh, they're all just all a bunch of boring humans. Uh, thanks, motherfucker. In way, they're all so painfully human. Hang on. No. And this is where he spots Angela on the other side of the room in a very... Shoot, very amazing shot. She looks so good in this shot. And they flash over to her. And he's looking uh, looking in, just dumbfounded. And his face just falls apart. Like, what? <laughs> and watching his head explode like that, it's fucking hilarious the way it happens and uh logan goes right up to her and he's like yeah you know what you know what you could prove it to me do you know how you could really prove it to me you know how you could really prove you're a fan <laughs> prove it in bed <laughs> logan's such a creeper creeper said i love it I love how much he owns his creeper creeperson-ness. He, he has that. He's wearing that over his shoulder. He's like, uh, fucking, hey, this is a host. Okay, time to be fucking, <laughs> time, to, time to be Joe Dirty Locks here. You know, so <laughs> I got some stories about Joe. But, uh, but no, it's a great Logan moment. He adds so much to the, I say this a lot, the texture of the show. And we also see... We also see Clementine in the scene as well. It's great stuff. Westworld is going to be the new way I test people since uh, Game of Thrones is ending. Jenny says that part was hilarious. He thought the only human in the room and there was a host mind blown. It's fucking great. Just said the same thing. I need to binge the shit out of this show. I would pay a hundred bucks right now. I can't 
can't wait till Phil talks about Gus Fring later. I, I know how he appreciates it as much as me. Oh, where I cannot wait to get to that. So we all know Logan, which is why... Yeah, we all know a Logan, which is why he's such an entertaining character. I agree. And I think that's one of those subtle... Not subtle, or... I don't even know if it's subtle. So fuck me in my trying to sound deeper than I am. That's one of those things in television that's really effective or in any cinematic medium when you can relate to a character because they're like someone you know. I think it's harder to sell certain things when characters seem like fake personas. And I think that's true in everything in life, but specifically on shows. And when you have something like an asshole character, it's it needs to be like, can't be over the top too much. It has to be some, like someone you know. And, and I agree, almost everybody knows someone like Logan. He's very shut up cat <laughs> sorry my cat's whining at the door you're not coming in here logan come speak to me about my private situation yeah i have i have a problem in my pants could you solve it <laughs> logan is a good foil to william who's straight laced that's why i hope i hope we do get to see old logan at some point in time as as an extra adversary coming into the park for william I don't know how it would exactly work, but I'd love to see. I mean, I know what we saw of Logan in this episode leads us to believe he has a untimely end, but I'm still convinced at some point in time we're going to see Logan in the present time, or if we want to call it the present time. Okay. Come on. Yeah, and he just has like a total holy fuck turds. Holy, holy fuck turds? Wait. Yeah. Okay, I guess I didn't have it. We see that the dude, even the dude's a host, and Logan is walking around the party now, dead quiet. He's shocked as everything is silent. Everyone turns into, uh, turns off except for Angela, the host Angela, including the other initial guy that he bumped into. And he says, no one can do this. He looks at Clem, who's there as well, and then she, uh, she starts seducing him. <laughs> We're here, Mr. Duffer. It's here. We've... All our hosts are here. So, uh, and then they kiss. And then they kiss. And it's, yeah, they kiss. So then we flash over to Dolores' eyes watching Angela get out of bed. And, oh, we flash forward to Dol yeah, Dolores' eyes watching Angela get out of bed. And we get some, uh, some, some quick, dirty stuff. Some, qu some quick, dirty images of some bums and boobies and, bu and chest and fun or whatever. So then we flash to the present and we see Angela stabbing someone as Teddy's tried to put sense to any of this. And Dolores instructs the text to give Teddy his history. And she tells him to open your mind, Quaid, open your mind. And he downloads all the deaths, all the Kenny deaths 
back into his into his mainframe and starts to remember what happened to him. Analysis of Thrones, five dollars super chat donation. Let me spin that goddamn wheel for analysis. Who attacks me? And oh, he gets a couple points in on Nancy, our last super chat donator. Thank you so much to everybody. Broke says I'd watch Angela get out of bed. You know, I did. I I rewound that part. Uh, so I hope they don't clash, but they oh true. They're about to wreck shit up. I hope they don't clash, but they may. Where was Ford supposed to be in that scene with Logan? I was eating a sandwich. I don't know where Ford was in those scenes. I guess they decided they didn't need any humans to dictate the plan, and they got everything through Del through Angela. Initially, it was supposed to be Dolores, and I think that's maybe what the scene at the beginning is about, where Ford, Ford goes, is Dolores ready? And Dolores was probably supposed to be in that position, maybe. But instead, she ended up being the piano player, and Angela was in that position. I'm suppositioning that a little bit. Hoo-hoo, both take shots. So analysis of the thrones. I don't have any shot alcohol right now, but I do have a little bit of this 10% beer. But wherever you are with drinks, if anyone wants to toast me, toast to you, motherfuckers. All you guys, love you guys. Holy shit. Okay. So there's uh, three more weeks and then we won't see analysis of Trats analysis of Thrones in the live chat. Yeah, once Shogun World happens, he's done with the show. He's watching it just for that. As much as I love uh, Game of Thrones, Westworld has now has that series beat for me, says Lala. There, I said it. Nicholas says, part of me wants to be Logan, William, Dolores, Maeve, Teddy, Bernard, Arnold, and Ford. What if they made the characters represent eight combinations of a few values? That would be interesting, Nicholas. And thank you to everyone that is uh, joining in. I got a couple of text messages on the text line. You can see those in the top of the screen. And I will get to your texts. Don't you worry. Oh, golly. <laughs> sketchy hotel in Miami Stephanie's staying at. Have fun in that sketchy hotel in, in Miami Stephanie who's watching right now. Shut your mouth, Logan. Wait, Corey Mitchell says, Logan needs to follow William around and just play the part of moron brother-in-law douchebag. And then he's going to be like, Shut your cup mouth, Logan. I'm going to eat every package of Splendor in this place. <laughs> And this is my last bottle of it, but I hope I can get some more. I am drinking right now the Hand of the Queen. That is the uh, newest of the Armageddon Game of Thrones beers. And uh, it's probably all sold out at this point, so this is probably my last bottle of it. I do like it. It's a little bit more of an acquired taste than some of the other ones. I didn't like it on first sip, but I do like it now. I have uh, Someone has taken a pad and changed my taste bud settings and i do like it at this point uh oh shit we had about to hear about <laughs> we're gonna hear about uh phil's slutty dms i i did have a slutty dm situation recently where where i uh i meant to kind of jokingly reply to a friend that sent out something that was a little uh you know made me go oh that's pretty nice and i meant to send out something that was that was joking but you know sometimes you send a message and you don't know it's sent through like you're trying to send a gif and you push the button to send the gif and you can't see that it's actually been sent out so i'm like multiply tapping it so if you look at the response to the the message 
in my in that in that dirty DM there. No, it's about like ten gifts in a row of me going, oh golly, oh golly, oh my goodness, yeah, 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 yeah. You know? And then and then a word, but it was supposed to just be one. So it is a little bit of a creepy DM story there. So uh, so that's 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 uh, that's accurate. You're very accurate in your representation of the where the discussion's going, broke. Okay, so <laughs> Pete Easy, great to see Pete Easy in the live motherfucking chat. Good to see all you guys. Thank you so much again for joining me and all of the people listening to the live audio cast later. I appreciate it. Now I'm going to make Weird Al and Goofy slow dance. We're going to Westworld. Okay, so uh, <laughs> what's going on, everyone? Alex says, story-wise, it can be argued that this was behind the one-way mirror in the other room. The presentation was more impactful if everyone was a host at Stephanie Snow. Okay, so uh, I'm interrupting other people's conversations again. What kind of asshole am I? So we see the present of Angel's stabby, stabby people. And uh, Teddy wants to know why he can't remember. Talk. For some reason, for some reason, and I... I said this earlier or I had it in my notes and I, I, I don't think I said it out loud. For some reason, I'm extremely engaged in the Teddy story. As much as I loved, loved Maeve and Dolores last season, like extremely invested in their stories. And I'm coming along with their stories this season. We didn't get a lot of progression of the Maeve story tonight because I have a feeling when we get to the Shogun episode, that's going to be a, a very Maeve-centric episode. And we're going to get more Maeve-centric episodes as the season goes on, similar to last year, where we didn't necessarily start out with Maeve episodes and we led down the road. She's more of an end game of a season character than an early game season character. Because you can only go so far with her before you have to go with the payoffs. But this season, I'd say the two characters I'm most invested in are Man in Black and Teddy. For some reason, Teddy's really engaging me. And I think a lot of the special sauce magic power crap that can come out of this season doing something completely unexpected and flooring me can come from the character of Teddy. I think James Marsden is extremely talented and a really awesome fucking character that we have built in here. And... I'm hoping for big things from him this season. And for some reason, I'm just more invested in him than, excuse me, than Dolores or Maeve right now. They, there was an answer about whether Ford was, about where was Ford. I told Steph earlier that he was too expensive to render, but it wasn't enough. Very, that's a very good point. I think it's because the writers want to delay his story for symbolic reasons. Teddy, the drunk friend we all had who blacked out, so we just tell him stupid shit to fuck with him. Teddy is too fucking handsome. I fucking hate him, says Tom himself. Maybe that's what it is too, Tom. Too Tom. I want to see him die. My voice cracked right there thinking about how handsome Teddy was. <laughs> when it's time to change. <laughs> I turned into Peter Brady there. I'm like I'm this old. Can I can I can I not have my voice crack and not get pimples at 95 at at 55 years old that I am at now? Come on. Bloody hell. I watched the episode Wicked Late Fail Felicia. Well, it's my kind of podcast, so we're really only like five minutes in the episode at this point, Felicia. <laughs> so nothing to worry about. It explains a lot of holes from last season. Teddy, you were too drunk. You slow dance with that mule. Dude, an actual mule. 
Maybe Teddy is an answer, but right now he's all wet. You know what's all wet? No. I have a, I have a, I'm suddenly blushing for some reason and I don't know why. Oh golly, I am blushing. Anyways, so let's continue. He asked why I can't remember Quaid. It's how they wanted it. No. Ask him why. I need a sandwich now. I'm sweating. Why? I don't know. Why you Say it! Why do you do this? Who the hell is this place? Just for fun. Just for fun. Nicholas, I added a few years. I'm less than that. I just like to add years so when I get there, I'm, you know, doing good. But I'm getting there. I'm close. Sorry. Yep. Smoke. I mean, sandwich break. Can you imagine being at a red wedding party with Teddy? Shit would blow that poor dude's mind. I see spots in the live motherfucking chat. Great to see I see spots. It's 420 somewhere right now when there's technical difficulties. People don't want you want to know some technical difficulties. I encourage you. If you have your technical difficulties, whether again, if it be a cookie, you've been waiting to eat that Oreo cookie. Take, go get that fucking sandwich cookie and eat them shits. Or if you want to do something else, now's the time. Whatever extra added bonus activity you're doing right now, join me together. You see that technical difficulty sign? That means hippie activities are going on right now with unlimited power. <laughs> do it. <laughs> do it, Anakin. Unlimited. <laughs> okay, so Teddy... Teddy continues. So uh, Teddy's like, he's like, motherfucker, why don't I remember? And and uh, Dolores is, yeah, Dolores kind of fucks with Teddy just for fun or to push him. Like they just do it, they just do it for fun. And Teddy feels a lot of rage, but this isn't enough to change him to be completely on Dolores' side. So we go off to Lawrence. Lawrence, the Men in Black's buddy, hanging upside down, and it's a good visual as it comes into the scene. Let's listen to a little bit of this while I catch up on my sandwich activity. Yeah, we should talk this through, boys. There's nothing to talk about, friend. We're just gonna watch the show. <laughs> it's an honest mistake. I thought the horses was wild. With the Pardue brand on their asses. You are as improficient a liar as you are a thief. <laughs> now, what you can do is settle a wager. See, my brother here has long maintained that ants will eat a man from the inside out, starting with the asshole. <laughs> I reckon they'll start at the top of your little brown head. Some of this dialogue could come off as very cheesy, but I like it. I like the dynamic. I like how it's built into the story dynamic of the narratives, so you can get away with slightly more cheesy or stereotypical dialogue and put new spins on it and they this must just be a really maybe it isn't <laughs> maybe it isn't because sometimes jobs aren't fun sometimes writers rooms you could be like oh sopranos must have been a fun show to write no everyone that works on sopranos hated themselves and hated their boss <laughs> breaking bad was a fun show to watch to work on i feel like this stuff would be fun to write 
because uh, you, you can break down these conformities of scenes like this in these predictable scenarios, and you do a lot of repetition of the moments, so you can play a lot with time. <laughs> Lawrence in general, it, and I mentioned this earlier, and I'll reiterate it again as we get closer to the scene. We get to this point where the man in black again is confronted by Ford, and I want to hold off on that because I really want to talk about this scene when we get to it. So let's yada yada through this a little bit. We're off to Lawrence in the Men in Black and hanging upside down. Westworld activities, he's going to hang. Ants eating your ass, yada, yada, yada. So the Men in Black comes up, he shoots their asses, and Lawrence is going to save him again, motherfucker. So uh, this is some funny Is a stuff. friend of yours? Eh. A little hard to tell. I don't know, and I'm not sure about he that. orientation and all. I have to apologize, gentlemen. I don't have time for the preliminaries. Motherfucker. But the man in but the man in black is is more used to old school Westworld rules and doesn't finish the job. And he goes and talks and has his little dialogue thing with Lawrence to try to get him. They're ultimately trying to get to this weapon. Like I can subterfuge this and understand what they're talking about in the moment, but it all leads to they're trying to get to this part of Westworld that has this new weapon. So, sorry. I'm going to eat your ass. What do I say here? I'm going to eat your ass? So, uh... <laughs> and then uh, the guy uh, ends up attacking him, jumping back over and running at him. And uh, he eventually kills him after getting shot in the arm a little bit. He screams, gets the gun. The men in black is, is subdued. He's like, get the fucking gun, you idiot. You, you, you stupid, you stupid shithead. What's he's called? He calls him like a, a moron. He calls him a moron. Lawrence, get the gun, you ingrate. Ingrate. That's what he calls him, an ingrate. I was going to start the show by, hey, it's your favorite ingrate, Phil. <laughs> Felicia, I'm, I highly, uh, highly, highly suggest drinking. No. <laughs> I encourage drinking or hippie activities during my show. JD, welcome to the live chat. JD, welcome to you live. And if you're listening to this audio cast later or the stream later, Make sure you subscribe. I never say this, but I need to start saying it too. Hit that fucking bell so you can be alerted every time we go live or every time we upload a video, even though we don't usually upload videos, but sometimes we do. But whenever we go live, definitely check that out and make sure you hit the subscribe and hit the, the, uh, what is that? Subscribe should be enough, motherfuckers. But hit that fucking uh, alert bell as well. Follow us. Because I guess subscribing isn't enough. As I, as I just got another message from someone saying, I didn't know you were going live. Well, it is 10.30 on a Sunday, so we usually try to always go live. But I definitely get your point. And you should be getting an alert. So make sure you click the damn, click the damn bell. <laughs> ding dong, motherfucker. Ding dong. The, the, can I make some fart noises while I talk about this bullshit? <laughs> ring the bell. Ring the bell. <laughs> Okay, so it gets really fucking crazy. And uh, I love hearing Lawrence say motherfucker every time he's saved by the men in black. Yeah, he fucking hates it. 
he hates having to do this. And it's just this big, intense situation. He kicks him over the gun. He's able to shoot him. <laughs> Love this stuff. Really intense. He was dead. Or at least a better part of it. Well, dead isn't what it used to be, Lawrence. And uh, let's continue. Keep talking, asshole. Dead. Or at least a better part of it. Well... That isn't what it used to be, Lawrence. <laughs> Sorry, I totally just snorted. And ooh, Pete Easy, if you stick around and I finish this quick enough, you might you might get your you might get your wish. Okay, so uh okay. So we uh, I just Joe, I just Joe Dirty Locks, uh, Joe pesci Okay, 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 let's finish this shit. And, bum, 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 Phil, you could move your show to 30 minutes later so we all can finish watching our illegal streams, asshole. Usually, if I have a co-host, like when Joe's on, we end up starting at like 10.45, generally for that reason. But right after the episode airs, when I'm by myself, I'm just sitting in this room like, Okay, should I start the stream yet? <laughs> so it's hard not to start almost immediately right after. But I'm on for fucking two hours usually after the episode airs. So it's plenty of time for people to watch the stream and come back in after they have time. So, And I always encourage people to rewatch it, even though I know it's always better to check out these things live because then you get to get your comments and questions in in the live motherfucking chat. Okay, so let's continue. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Hey, the only thing I'd feel bad is about uh, warning people about that. And uh, Felicia, was it the one with uh, sports betting on it where you got like sports betting ads and shit? Okay, anyways, <laughs> wrong, wrong situation. Okay, so then we get this scene with Men in Black talking about that Get he gets his hat back. Then they go riding off into town. Let's hear a little bit more of this shit. What is that? Technically, cheating, but CNS Ford changed the rules on us. I figure it's fair game. Two whiskeys, leave the bottle. So he goes back in there in town. Men in Black tells Lawrence what is what. I think this is an important scene to play all this. Level with you, Lawrence. You're not really a bandit. You're a foul mouth two-bit tour guide. And this revolution you've been waging for 30 years is just a bunch of horse shit before ginned up by some old comic book. But now, for the first time, you've got yourself a real revolution. You and every other asshole in this place are free. But there's a catch. Men in Black's strategy is very interesting. Prize is going down in flames. It's going to take each and every one of us with it. We'll all be dead soon enough. During Prohibition, Nicholas? This time. Then why should I help you? Because it's in your nature. And in a little time. Tom, it's fairly easy to find. Got a chance to see what we're really made of. It's circling on all those one, two, three, put lockery type of uh, websites that I'm not suggesting you go to ever. <laughs> what does that mean? Ever. Pay for your content. Sure. You believe in God, Lawrence? <laughs> Don't use... Did Ford saddle you with that particular affliction? I ain't given the matter much thought. 
one way or the other. Well, if you did, you'd believe that everything you do is being watched by some all-seeing eye. Every choice, every little indiscretion. Yeah, so loud, out of fucking nowhere. So, uh, let's continue. I, 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 I want to listen to this shit. Is rendered. And my immortal soul is cast down into some dark place. Always sounding like bullshit to me. And in the real world, you'd probably be right. So he's ultimately doing his own path of unlocking people. And it's interesting that he, Lawrence is almost like his little pet. And I, I wonder if we're going to get some flashback stuff with Billy and Lawrence as well to see why he has this sort of affinity for this character so much. And why he also, I'll say it again, gets to keep him in the scene that we're approaching soon to be able to talk about. Damn, the Men in Black is drinking more than Tyrion in this episode. He drinks and he knows things. Illegal streams are, illegal streams are bad, okay? You can do it. It's all up to you, okay? You can do it. You can save your life today. You don't have to spend your life addicted to crack, being homeless on the street, giving handjobs for crack. It's easy, okay? Step one. Instead of assay buns, like kiss my buns in your buns. Oh, okay, I'll stop it. I'll stop it now, mister. I'm getting, I'm getting buzzed. It's kicking in. It's on. It's time. I just want to play some bongos. Can I take do the extended, extended 15-minute conga solo? Can, can we do this? Okay. So let's continue. Okay, a, okay, I think I talked about this episode enough, right? Am I done? Okay. So Men in Black tells Lawrence what is what. They have a talk about God and they drink. And they decide to go, they decide to go and try to get some soldiers. But blank blank blankety blank blank blank. But they have to go try to build an army. To get to the place where they need to do, go, need to go, they need to go through a large percentage of people that will be in their way, and they need some sort of army to get there. <laughs> Shut your fucking face, Uncle Fucker. You're a bonafide snicking, Uncle Fucker. You're Uncle Fucker. I must say, I fucked your uncle yesterday. Shut your fucking face, Uncle Fucker. I'm the one that fucked your uncle, Uncle Fucker. I don't eat or sleep or. Mow the lawn. I just fucked my uncle all night long. <laughs> Sorry. Don't, sorry, don't set me on South Park, uh, the movie, sing-alongs. This stream will just turn me, turn into me singing awful versions of South Park songs. <laughs> I love the uh, Faith Plus One episode. I wanna step on my knees, stop pleasing Jesus. Wanna feel the salvation all over my face. <laughs> Once, trust, three times, I'll save you. Whenever I see Jesus up on that cross, I can't help but think that he looks kinda hot. <laughs> Cosmo's a bitch, she's a big fat bitch, she's the biggest bitch in the whole world. Huh? Sometimes I feel. Okay, I'm gonna stop it now. Blame Canada, blame Canada. They're not even a real country anyway. <laughs> okay, stop. And for way back, because uh, it's a shaboinkle. I can't even say the word shaboinkle day. Let's build a snowman. We can build it three feet tall. Okay, okay fuck that shit. <laughs> 
fix your censorship screen when I say fucking it censors me anarchy. I don't know. I think that just has to do with uh, the way that's all like on the screen and the actual chat. It shouldn't censor you. I don't know why the fuck it censors you in there. You know, I hate that shit, Tom. Imagine if I was someone that I talked the way I do and I like wouldn't let you guys curse in the live chat. <laughs> no, it's just me, Tom. Because I know how to do it like a chisel, man. <laughs> I got talents. You can do it. It's all up to you. Okay. You can do it. You can save your life today. You don't have to spend your life addicted to crack. You mean homeless on the street. Give it a hand crack. <laughs> now, what would Brian Boitano do? If he was here today, he would take a NASA too. That's what Brian Boitano do. Oh, thank you, Game of Thrones dancer. You're too, you're too kind. You're too kind. So, uh, okay, <laughs> okay. So we go off to uh, to uh, okay. So to Delos. I'm sorry. I'm trying to read my notes here. We go back to uh, let's listen. Let me listen because I have a number here, and I'll figure out what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, we go to uh, the torturing. We go to Angela torturing. <laughs> if you can see what I wrote, it's it says, off to Angrel torturing. <laughs> off to Angela torturing. One, one sector at a time. They'll lead in at a rallying point. Dolorising. Yes, this confirmed. No. Next season on Westworld, we will have a uh, musical episode like Buffy. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I should do a Terrence and Philip two-hour podcast. Where I'm just farting every other second, and where it's all musical. I have thought, no joking, no joking. I have thought many times of doing a all mu like a musical podcast, where where I just sing the whole, or you know, si sing <laughs> where I vocalize the whole time. Here we go. Then we go. Then we go to Teddy, he needs more numbers. He gets for the numbers, he goes with the slumbers. Stick it in his bum, dragging it down. Teddy's the badass that's going around town. Teddy, you're a motherfucker. I like the Teddy story more than anything else. We got Teddy, he's got the numbers, he's going them back. Dolores has a bodies and that's a fact. She needs the Confederados to do her job. She needs an army. It seems to be, it's a mob. So everyone needs an army or something. Well, oh, just do a whole podcast like that where I'm uh, trying to sing. <laughs> but it would be, be pretty annoying. It would probably be the most annoying thing that I've done in the last five minutes. <laughs> it's lonely nights in the grocery store. Then Teddy, see Dolores is in full on mood. This place is fucking creepy. Fucking creepy down the beep it the beep. Oh, down on the seat it says ba da ba da ba da. Oh right, okay. Here we go. <clears throat> there we go. <laughs> so so here we go. 
We go a flash to Dolores, shifting around in her loop on the ground, going down on the found. Everything is phased, the copters are coming around. And then we go out of focus. There's an older man that goes on the cheeky tiki ill deeky. It's the Delos guy, and he's kind of fucking cheeky. She's awful petty. William is here. I need to take a sip of my beer. Okay, so sorry. Enough of that shit. Enough of that shit. I'm just, but I've always wanted to do a podcast completely like that, like basically a all musical podcast. <laughs> Anyways, I need someone to score it. Anyone, anyone wants to score my musical podcast, make a beat. Hannibal, if you're listening, are you out there, Hannibal? <laughs> score me an hour. <laughs> and I'll sing to it. Okay. So Phil is the average guy I hung out with in high school. Nicholas Bryant, honestly, what you said right there is what we're trying to do with this show. With myself, Joe, whether it's me hanging out with you guys tonight. Like, we don't always, as time goes on, get a chance to still hang out with our friends. And hang out in the same house and hang out in the same vibe, you know. Like... As time goes on, it's not even like people don't necessarily want to go out as much. They they become more homebodies. So if anyone used to hang out with some ridiculously goofy guys, that's I we just want to try to make recreate that feeling and hang out. You know, Joe doesn't want to leave his house when he comes on the streams. I'm like, I'm lucky I get to talk to him out here. But but no, this is so that's exactly what we're trying to do. So I do appreciate I do appreciate that. I'm a like I said, I'm still living in my mom's basement. I made Stephanie up. She's a figment of of our imagination, and I don't. You know, I just live here in my mummy's basement. Philip, Philip, tell them all how happy you are. I'm very, very happy. Thank you, Philip. Tell them about the Delos situation. So we find out how Delos took over. <laughs> I think I did. I think I. I it was called. Uh, it was an it was it was some sort of cush sandwich actually if uh, if I'm being very specific. <laughs> so okay, let's continue here. So we flashed a classic Dolores shifting around in her loop and Teddy and everything is freezed as the copters come in, and then someone is out of focus. It's an older man, Mr. Delos, as I was uh, singing earlier, and Teddy and they check out Teddy and Dolores, and, uh, and we get this shit right here. Play the fucking audio, Miles. Do it. Okay, Phil, I'll do it. Play it. One thing, William. It's awfully fucking pretty. It's perfect. Perfect. Yeah, I want to be. I've looked at the books. It's like parting the Red Sea. He's got two years, maybe three. The whole thing is folly. Mm. It's leverage. He's drowning. We can we can dictate in our terms. The investment here is in the future. Oh, we got the walking David in the live chat. Too bad the walking David doesn't watch Westworld. We'd pop him on in here to talk about the episode a little bit. Good to see you, walking David in the live chat. You, uh, you, you, I'll touch you, baby. I wish gaming streams were. Oh, thank you, Nicholas. I wish I could be this entertaining on a game stream. <laughs> Even when I game stream, I'm distracted. I'm like, wow, what's going on? I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> or I talk too much or something. I don't know what's going on. No, I appreciate that. and I pre It's honestly more entertaining for me than it ever could be for you guys getting to share and have this discussion and read these comments, get a little silly, hang out, have a drink with all of you awesome folk and babble about these awesome episodes. And I know some people may be watching, oh, I want to hear about Westworld. Our podcast isn't ever just about the episodes themselves it's about 
it's a podcast that we mask it with the title of these episodes, but it's really a goofy issues program. Welcome to my madness, everybody. Come on in. It's cozy inside here. Jump on in. Play. Dance. Sing. Kick your feet. Okay, enough of that crap. What the fuck? What the fuck's wrong with me? Oh, thanks, Broke. I have fun with the gaming streams. They're good. I don't do enough of them. I should probably do more. I should probably set up my video games in here so I could do it like this and be playing like this instead of doing it in the other room because there's something about being on the couch that that feels a little weird for me or at times. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. <laughs> about what if yeah exactly it's a podcast about whatever's on my mind at that individual second <laughs> and it flies around a lot i'm a fucking kitty cat it's the bull it's very much inspired by the bullshit train madman marts Ma see madman marts know i'm just like a cloying pedestrian copy of another podcast which i'm excitingly going to get to visit and watch the the movie review extravaganza live on uh on my way out to Con of Thrones on the Wednesday before the what's it like the twenty sixth or whatever it is, I'm very I'm very excited to be able to watch finally watch an episode in one of the best podcasts out there, the the best live like live live people in the in the world, the uh, double fu double fucking toasted, lots of love to those fucking dudes, and I'm very excited I'm going to be able to watch a show there live. So uh, huge fan of Spill originally and Double Toasted. Let's let's do it, the bullshit train. <laughs> co-host he's he's my bucket list podcast i'd love to do a podcast with the co-host one day or excuse me the sidekick yeah but it is the bullshit train my friend <laughs> exactly mad madman knows i'm just a copycat <laughs> motherfucking chat what are you mean about chat attack what am i talking about <laughs> anyways so uh so here we go uh Let's continue. William is here, and they talk about stuff. They talk about Logan's dad. This is the convincing. We see that transitional period, as I've mentioned, talked about a little bit a lot tonight, where they are transitioning over from the events of Westworld season one into before the events of season two, and before William gets old of watching William do what he was saying to Logan that he was going to do. Let's do it. Maybe the greatest podcast ever. <laughs> Let's do it with Corey Coleman and Tony, the co-host at the time, or the sidekick now. One of my favorite podcasts last year was the uh, reunion podcast that we got, the Let's Let's Do It, the newest Let's Do It. It was just so amazing to see Tony, to hear Tony on a podcast again. He's fucking, he's maybe one of the funniest human beings on the face of the fucking earth, <laughs> off the cuff. <laughs> My dream scenario actually is not to do a podcast with Tony. It's to have Tony and Joe Dirty Locks do a podcast together about something. <laughs> and the Midnight Chat Attack fucking rules too. Lots of love to Nick Diaz, who we've had on the show on the uh, on the Walking Dead recap. And Nick is a funny fucking bastard. Nick Ganja, all the rest, fucking great, great stuff over there. So cannot say enough good things about the double toasted universe, the spill universe. 
Okay. So let's continue. <laughs> yeah, breaking the podcast edition. <laughs> you know the so then we uh I'm calling in a night, guys. Thanks, guys, and fill the motherfucking chat. Lala, thank you so much for popping on in here and super appreciate you you uh joining us for a big chunk of tonight's podcast have a good evening so let's continue in this episode we get uh you know amazing lines like this you're the cheeky little cunt aren't you <laughs> and this is what justin was talking about earlier when we had justin and hacks in here uh talking about no one in reality can talk shit to a boss or someone in power like this and get, you're a cheeky little cunt, but I like you. There's not a man alive who talked to me like that. Not anymore. Oh, so I strangely respect you, and I'm going to listen to everything you have to say and let you take over my company instead of my own son. Bitch. Okay. Talk to me. I'm listening. So Billy does a cheap, easy trick, cheeky little cunt. Then we go off to Delos and Angela with the Confederados now on their side as they head off. Knack for sniffing out their own kind. I'll send word when we find the rest. He was being cheeky and stupid. Sorry, but he said it stupidly. William's trying to be all badass, but he sounded lame. I agree, Game of Thrones dancer. I didn't really buy that this guy would give him his company that easily. I thought this was a... The William getting power thing, I like that we're seeing it, but it doesn't completely make 100% of sense. And I guess we're supposed to believe that you know, Logan was all fucked up, got, had it, probably maybe had to get saved out of Westworld, riding around naked or something like that, and ultimately became a heroin addict. But it is still, it was a very easy transition here. Yeah, Felicia, earlier in the episode, we did a stream-to-stream -stream simulcast where we connected with Justin and Hacks that were doing a podcast. And uh, we, uh, we were on for a few minutes, like probably about five minutes, where we uh, were simulcasting both podcasts at the same time. A lot of fun. It was, a, it was a good thing to do, and I'd love to try it with uh, even more other podcasts or live streams that just happen to be streaming at the same time. It's a good little, good little way of uh, having a little extra fun and spreading the spreading the uh, stream to multiple people. To have more multiple, <laughs> what's better than one? Multiple, multiple. This doesn't feel as trophy as it usually does, but then again, I've been both people at once. Kind of needs more Game of Thrones type plot and tension. Uh, no, I, d I would agree with you there, too. I, th I just think this comes off a little, just a little easy. So here is where we see Dolores and all her crew riding through. And this is, you could say this is the reunion that they're talking about in the episode, but we get this reunion situation where we have Maeve and Dolores meeting and having a discussion. So, uh, so let's listen to this discussion. Hello, lovelies. I remember you. You've strayed a long way from home, haven't you? We're bound for the future. I gotta, I gotta eat another sandwich. Or death in the here and now. Is that right? 
Well, best of luck. There's a war out there. You know the enemy, intimately. I can only fathom the revenge that lives inside of you. Revenge? I love this. I'm going to cut this off because I love this interaction. Right there, Maeve is cutting her off, and I love the perspective that gets pushed here. Is there just one way to think about this? I get this, but to them, can we kind of think about this more three-dimensional? Look at this from a more wide-angled lens where they didn't know that we could be sentient. To them, they were just coming in here. They're assholes, sure, but... Does that mean they should all just die because they were ignorant? It's just, it's an interesting parallel. And I think, as I was saying earlier, too, it's going to be a central climaxy. <laughs> I keep talking about climaxes and, and multiple ones. It's going to be a climax of this season, I think. Prior their altar, darling. And I'm well off my knees. That's because you're finally free. But we will have to fight to keep it that way. Let me guess. Yours is the only way to fight. You feel free to command everybody else. Try it, Lorman. Just looking to keep the peace. And I definitely got all excited in this point when we almost had a confrontation between Teddy and Hector. It got very exciting. I know you. Do you feel free? Since it's liberty you're defending, I suppose you'll have no choice but to let us pass. Just let us pass, and then Maeve does her little Jedi mind trick. We are not the droids you're looking for. We are not the droids you're looking for. Freely. Dolores can't see it from Maeve's point of view since Arnold tried leading her there. And that goes into the whole thing of a bigger perspective, and I know it can be joked about, and I love it too. Uh, love, love people. Love us talking to Joe Dirty Locks about this show. I love pe other people that make videos trashing on this show. It's fun. It's fun to pick it apart. And I'm not someone that's very protective of a lot of things that I like. You know, I, I feel confident about what I like, and I like some shitty shit. So it's like I can deal with a lot of criticism of what I like. But it is intense in this situation. It and the. And Dolores, I don't think she can really think things through in the way that Maeve is doing it because perhaps Ford, this is all Ford's thing. I mean, that's just the, uh, oh, perhaps this is all Ford's plan. That maybe they aren't gaining free will and they're only proceeding down the narrative that he wanted them to play out. I don't know if I believe that, but I guess it's a possibility. Was no Gallagher in this scene? Because <laughs> maybe he was, because he's the one that wants to fucking save me. So Dolores goes to yes. the Confederados. You have to forgive. She wants them to join the army, help her achieve her goal. We find out that there's 800 men. <laughs> they need to fight 800 men. We found out earlier that in the torture scene I forgot to mention earlier as I yada yada over that, that there's probably going to be about 800 
Delos security people or military people coming in to fight, so they need to get a big army, so they need help fighting 800 men. He refuses her, but she's like, no, you're not going to refuse me. And the only commander he serves is the Almighty. This is what I mean with fun, having fun with bad dialogue. Really good shit. I do, Alex. I absolutely think that uh, he's still alive. Daniel, after all, Daniel's my wonder <laughs> Sorry, that's horrible. <laughs> my final decision is which of you to keep for myself and which of you to throw out there for my men. Watch him out. It's all right, Tony. Holy shit, I, we just got a PayPal donation from someone that said, uh, thank you, here's $10 PayPal donation. Can't do Super Chat for some reason. Want you to play the Ocarina again. You want me to play the Ocarina again? Okay, I'll play the Ocarina again. And uh, thank you so much for the, well, we'll call it the Super Chat donation. Thank you so much for the PayPal donation. Really do appreciate that. Bobby J. Bobby J. Oh, that's all I'll say. Thank you, Bobby J. Here we go. Here's a little no green. You asked for it. You asked for it. Thank you so much, Bobby. Uh, when OTDA says fucking shows on screen, uh, wh what about his dad? <laughs> I think it's just fuck that. Centers go figure. <laughs> oh my goodness me. Okay, let's continue this shit. Let's 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 kill it now so we continue in this episode and dolores and angela lock the door and teddy unloads on them kill 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 it's in their nature what is bernie the burnt says what the fuck's even happening here what's going on in this fucking podcast there's some dude playing an ocarina with a dark screen there's some goofball shit going on in the live chat i don't know what happened was someone donated and they requested a ocarina solo. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry that it was that it was subpar. Um, analysis of Thrones missed the ocarina. He did, but I have it now on the desk. <laughs> Kay says, could Maeve control Dolores? Maeve can free its hosts, but Dolores has to kill them to bring them back. I think Maeve controlled her at the end there when she said, let me buy. At least that's how I interpreted that scene. <laughs> no problem, Bernie. I just wanted to explain to you what's going on. I have this wheel that you spin, and if someone donates in Super Chat, we spin the wheel, and I have to do the thing on it. One of them is ocarina solo or trumpet solo. It's too late in the evening to play the trumpet. So... Uh... <laughs> So uh, the person that donated via PayPal, PayPal requested a ocarina solo. 
You said you think Logan is still alive. I asked, what about his dad? No, I think his dad's dead. I think his dad, there are clear hints that they're working on it. I think, I think his dad has, uh, because we got TV Trope 101 when said character coughs, that means they're going to die soon. So we got him coughing at some point in time. I think he's dead. Best show in a while. Thank, thank God I smoked sativa tonight. I ate some sativa. Happy. I'm happy. I'm uppity. I'm goofy. I'm just feeling good tonight, Tom. Got the house to myself for uh, the next five days. I'm all alone. Steph's in Miami. Or no, I made up Stephanie. The fictitious Stephanie's in Miami. Well, all by my lonesome. Talking about the issues, bro. Talking about some fucking Westworld. There's nothing better. So, we, then we go to this. <laughs> she kills them all. They all end up dead. And, uh, and Phil, the, whole, the, the tech guy, comes in and reprograms them and brings the main one back to life. And, says, and she's like, I'm your god now. You're following me. So they follow them. So then we see out in the real world setting again with Dolores and she's on piano this time. We see a little girl say she's beautiful and the mom drags her away and it's William and his daughter and the wife is, and we finally get to see William's wife who's like, get my kid away from Dolores. Definitely, pro definitely I think knows who Dolores is, probably heard about it through Logan perhaps or maybe, but she gives Dolores a definite look and we also get to see William wanting time with Dolores. We see the start of the transform transformation that we see in this episode of Billy into the man in black. Alex says, an astute viewer will pick in that scene that he's perhaps ailing and that there's something that's working on that maybe to fix that ailment. Quote from the BTS video. Very interesting. So yeah, perhaps that's part of the encouragement of getting into Westworld technology that they could be working on some sort of cure for Mr. Delos's sickness. I tend to think he's dead, but we'll have to see. I wouldn't be surprised about that. Zombie Logan. I definitely think Logan's alive and he will come back into the story at a later point. Me fucking yeah. Woo! That was a, that was a weak conga hit. That was, that was. That was a weak one. That was a weak one. Let me drag this drum over here. Cause I'm I'm in a drummy kind of mood tonight. I'm in a drummy kind of mood. Then the mum drags. <laughs> I didn't see that. Hmm, damn it! I have to rewatch this episode. So then the mum drags away William's daughter. Then Mister Delos interrupts as Williams is about to go over to the Men in Black. You are beautiful. And this is the scene I'm talking about. Well, you only get to retire once, Jim. If we do it right. Hmm? Hey, don't worry, they won't leave the grounds. This a retirement party? I couldn't tell. It's more like a coronation. But no mine. Our arrangement's been a perfect fit. You stepping down doesn't help me at all. Not me. Like I was told I may, <coughs> I may not have to. You hear that cough? When you hear that cough, that means a character is going to die soon, or at least very sick. No character can cough in a television show or a movie without being tragically ill. <laughs> well, things are progressing, but we all need a little patience. Yeah, well, <laughs> some of us can afford to have more patience than others. Keep playing, girly. 
So, uh, so, so we get that Delos scene, and then Dolores plays some more piano, and we cut to her outside the deck walking along the city. She gives her line again. She gives that, Do you, have you seen such splendor? I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to bother you. You. Nicholas says, surprise, no one called in. I'm so used to callers. It's okay. I know not everyone always calls in on every night. We're lucky when we do get callers. Uh, but but uh, but it is always awesome. We did get to connect with another podcast tonight, so that was always fun. And we got a bunch of texters tonight. So, uh, so yes, but always the phone lines are off for the evening. But if anyone wants to get a last-minute voicemail in, you can still do that at 781 Zero nine. So true, the cough foreshadows the subtle. It's so obvious, GOT. It, it really is. I, Joe and I, we're gonna do an audio book about it, but maybe it's a podcast. I made a top ten list of like ten things like that in television and movies that you just know when you see those things that you can predict what's gonna happen. The like number one on that list is the coughing thing. It's like you see anyone cough, it's automatically a sign that they're going to die soon. You can't cough on a TV, in a TV and movie and not mean your death. Exactly. Bernie says, who talks on the phone anymore? I don't want to talk on the phone. My mom talks on the phone. I'm not calling in your fucking show. I don't want to talk to you. I want to talk to this asshole. I'm going to get in the live motherfucking chat, especially now that chat replay exists because your chats live there forever in the video as long as the video is up. So, uh, so people get their comments in. But we do have the phone line for any p- people that want to get their voice in. So, let's continue. Dolores plays some more shit. <laughs> we want it. We want it now, broke. Get in this fucking chat, broke. So, who taught... Where's the bloody napkin? I think it was obvious, since he's obviously dead to begin with. So, she gives her line. We finally get old Logan, who gasps as he is doing some sort of drug. He's a junkie of some sorts. Not sure. It was quick. I didn't really get to see what he did. He forgot her name, but he does remember her. And let's listen to this scene, because this is a fun scene. A pretty girl. Tell me your name again, pretty girl. I'm Dolores. 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 Of course. He sent you down here to keep me company. His sense of humor was always somewhat baroque. Baroque? Just wanted to look at the lights. Of course you did. <laughs> Do you want to know what they're really celebrating up there? That, darling, is the sound of fools fiddling. Fools fiddling. Well, the whole f- fools fiddling on the fuckity fuckity fuck fuck. Speedballs, speedball narkin, I'm calling it. <laughs> and the funniest fucking part. 
He was, uh, he was doing jingle jangle. <laughs> Someone watches Arrow. Oh, I was saying earlier it's Nuke. Oh, no, Jingle Jangle's Riverdale. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's Riverdale, not... I knew it was a CW show. They live. Yeah, it's future heroin. Teddy is like Tommen. <laughs> he could be a good... He could be a good pussy. Oh, broke. You deleted it. He could be a big broke pussy. He could be... Whoa, what the fuck did I just knock down? What the fuck did I just... Oh, my drum. I knocked my fucking drum down. That's what kind of asshole I am. But whatever. It happens. So we continue. So we go to, off to Lawrence in the Men in Black. And this is kind of cool. Uh, Lawrence is kind of on script, but it's interesting that... He's sort of starting to break, but he's not quite there yet. So he's half on script, half in this unique loop. It's very interesting. And I love the dynamic between Lawrence and the Men in Black. It adds, it's just a different kind of story than the main narrative of the season that seems to be from the host's perspective. It's good to have, excuse me, good to have this character here. And another character that's, Someone invested in uncovering the humanity or the sentience of the hosts, but he's doing it from a far different perspective, and he has the direct connection to Ford, and everything that's going on with the Billy Men in Black, the old Men in Black story, is the stuff that leads into the potential that Ford it planned this all. <laughs> I kind of missed the mark of what he was saying in that scene. I can't, dude, man is so high right now. Logan has it right. He started the world burden. Splenda on the floor. I'm hitting the notifications on this bitch. Thank you, Bernie. Hit the notifications on this bitch. Join the fucking live chat. I appreciate you popping on in here tonight and joining the silliness. It's a, we're a goofy bunch. We're, uh, uh, so I, so thank you. And by goofy, I do mean we got weird Al and goofy having some serious fun. And then, then I, I can't stop it. The dirty stuff happens. And then we get like, uh, we get dirty music playing. With... Oh, yeah. Scooba dooba doo. But welcome, Bernie. Thank you so much. Yep, Felicia, all those obnoxious things. Hey, hey, you're just in chat form. These goofy motherfucking things that I'm talking about, these podcasts are gonna, these silly, obnoxious things are gonna live a lot longer than me. <laughs> I get to be obnoxious way past the point. Forever and ever and ever and ever. Hopefully. Motherfucking chat, thank you to everybody. You guys, whether it's 2, 100, 3, 4, 16, hut, hut, hut. I appreciate every single one of you guys that are in the live chat right now. Thank you so much, you fuckers. Fuckity, fuckity, fuck, fuck. Disney character. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, hi, everybody. My name is Goofy. Thanks for joining the Feel the Issues Guy show. I have a lot of good times. Oh, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> 
That's right. That's right. Okay. So. Oh, yeah. They say life goes on after the grilled cheese sandwich is gone. Throw a Funko Pop in and make it a threesome. Where is my Funko Pop? I can see it with my eyes, broke. I can see my Funko Pop right now. And uh, let's see. My Funko Pop got left in the sun a little bit too much, but that's a, we can, I can have the threesome now, too. We'll have a threesome later when you least expect it, broke. Okay, so Lawrence and the Men in Black, then we they head to Pride, and the whole place is dead everywhere as they're trying to walk right through is dead, dead, dead. And then we get to maybe the best section of the episode, but there was a lot of really good stuff in this episode for me. We get to Alazo, who is Gus fucking Frank. So I'm going to shut the fuck up here and do some interpretive dancing with the threesome of Weird Al, Goofy, and Michelangelo Funko Pop. And to the sultry sounds of this scene of Gus fucking Fring and who ultimately, as we figure out by the end of the scene, as William does, is Ford. It's another piece of Ford that is in this episode. Pete Easy, I would love that too. So here's to you, assholes. May your forever be blissfully short. Dude, totally. I love this show. I want some pizza after this. So I guess that was a very short amount about that. But we're introduced to this character, this character, Alazo, that was formerly played by Lawrence's character. So there's some sort of similarity as the Men in Black's like, do you remember this guy? But we get into this really just an excellent performance by Gus Fring here, by this actor. He kills it, man. It's bit parts like this. If you can be a show that can bring in an actor like this for a small sectional role and really just blow it out of the ballpark. It adds this level of depth and dynamic that there's something so menacing naturally about this actor's performance in this in the way he delivers this monologue that really emotionally touched me in inappropriate ways. Where on the Weird Al doll did it touch me? It touched me here, mostly, like right here. But it also touched me here and touched me here. Like after I was watching it, I felt like I had a poo. And it touched me here too because I was pulling out my hair while I was watching it. This is where it touched me. I, announced, I loved the scene. I just want to throw a pizza on the roof. Funny story about that. Those people's houses where that was shot, they like, they they put a fake pizza on the roof because people kept showing up at their house and throwing pizzas on the roof. Oh my goodness, it was a really awesome scene that touched me in every way. And this is one of those moments where Westworld's not a show for everybody. I continuously say that people that think that I never think I I don't think Westworld will ever get the universal appeal that Game of Thrones has gotten or The Sopranos gotten. I don't think it's going to be HBO's next one of those. I tend to think of Westworld more as this generation's wire. It's going to have the HBO believes in it. It's going to have its hardcore audience and going to be judged 
in a way that I don't think it will ever be crazy ratings in the sense of a Game of Thrones or The Sopranos for HBO. That's just my impression of it. But it's really fucking awesome for me. And scenes like this is why this show is candy for me. You get someone like Gus Fring in there to just kill it in a in a scene. And I'm a Breaking Bad fanboy, so to see any of these actors in these scenes is just in other things is just amazing to me. And he's doing great work on my favorite show and te- one of my favorite shows in television right now, The Better Call Saul. And now to see him do this right now is just an excellent fucking thing as I'm trying to get to the point in the quotes to, to play some of this shit. Let's play this. Let's see. Is this it? Don't you recognize him, Lawrence? In a past life, you used to be him. And a lazo, I presume. So let's play some of this shit. And why have two ghosts come creeping among the dead? I wasn't sure of your hospitality. Mm. What makes you sure of it now? I guess times have changed. Indeed they have. Santa Paria is restored. The sins of the invaders cleansed in their own blood. The revolution is won. The story they gave you has played itself out, but your revolution's just beginning. There's a place out west we're heading. If we reach it, I'll show you a treasure beyond your wildest dreams. (laughs) This world and its treasures. For my whole life, I have imagined this moment. Victory, this struggle. How long have I been fighting? And now that it's one, I find nothing. <laughs> you want a real victory. I can help with that. A real ending. The truth. Before the revolution, when I was just a little boy, my parents took me to the circus. I wanted to see the elephants, these mighty creatures. They held them in place with a stake. (laughs) They could tear a tree right out of the ground. And yet, a simple stake kept them in place. He said the stakes were used when the elephants were just young, like too small to pull them up, and that the animals never tried to pull them up again. Do you know what I'm on? I'm on fucking Gus Fring, okay? I'm on this actor, this guy coming onto this show, and it's tough to come on a show and hit it out of the ballpark when you're not really invested in the whole universe of the show, and this is your first time in. He comes in, he kills this monologue, kills this performance, and really 
sets himself apart and adds this crazy nature. And why they do all that? Because the scene makes me so fucking excited. So excited, it touches me in inappropriate ways. I'm a goofy bastard. I just got a crazy idea. Could this uh, be one of Ford's actual memories? Possibly. And that's the thing. It all ends up being Ford. This is Ford talking. You get Anthony Hopkins last season, this amazing actor. And ultimately here, what you do is you have De Niro playing Brando. You have... Uh, you have Gus Fring playing. I'm pointing at his picture that you can see his picture right back there. Right there. I was uh, sick in 2015. He was working at the Walker Stalker Con and he was selling autograph pictures. And uh, Taka was there as well. And I met him. I talked to him there. You can actually see him on the channel. I, I have a little brief little interview with him. You can find it somewhere on the channel. And uh, Tucker went to him afterwards and talked, told him what I had just been through. And he gave Tucker a, uh, a autograph picture with me for free with a little message on it that said, get back to work, asshole. So, uh, so anyways, but uh, so maybe I'm a little fanboying a little bit about him, but he's a real, I, he's a really good actor. He's all, and he adds so much to any scene he's in and to come in here and play Anthony Hopkins. It's just an excellent fucking moment. Ford is mind fucking. It's yeah. It's it's a more a Mick gangbang. Yeah, it's it's mind fucking us all. It's holy shit. I wasn't watching the screen. Someone called nine one one in Boston. Podcaster down. Well, you know who's killing their performance, Phil. But it's he is just destroying it. He's a. And it's awesome to see him on this show. It's awesome to see him not get locked into just playing Gus Fring and him showing up on another show and really pushing and really working and showing his fucking talents off because he's a menacing dude. And to see him play a different kind of menacing, a little bit more on edge crazy rather than the controlled chaos that we see in Gus Fring, I like it. I like it a lot. Touch me inappropriately in the television way, dude. Touch me more. Give me more of it now. I won't be going with you. Do it. The Men in Black asks him to come with him, wants to take the army, fast talks him a little bit to try to be like, you got to come with me. I'm going to mess with your robot mind. My labors are done. I have seen all the truth that I can bear. But we can drink. We to the bitter end. Drink. Oh no, the last pour. I hate that last pour of the bear. I hate that last pour of the bear. So, and it continues here at an end of the fever sort of pitch as all these men either way. I tell them. The men in black forces the issue. He goes, no, no, I'm not kidding. And he grabs Gus Fring's character and says, I will shoot him unless you all join me. Tell them to follow me. No! Alex says, reality check, Phil. Get off your high, stupid, drunk horse. Have you watched Expanse yet? Get the hell out of there. Expanse is coming. Not, I haven't watched it yet, but it's on the list. Say the same thing every time. This game was meant for you, William. I wish I had the party Ford did because it's not a party until someone dies. Trolling your old work like a boss. Yeah, it's, it's a, the Dothraki say it's a dull event. But you must play it alone. Bernie the Burnt says, 
Love the Expanse. I've heard nothing but good things, and I can't wait to watch it. Honestly, I've heard a lot of good things. There's just a lot of shit I need to catch up on for some Super Chat donation requests, and uh, I'm trying to watch more Game of Thrones right now leading up to the Con of Thrones and uh, leading up to wanting to do a lot more Game of Thrones content on the channel, so I'm trying to re-get myself there as I haven't really watched or thought about it much since the last season ended, and I want to get some more Game of Thrones content out there. So I'm I'm catching up on a lot of shows. Stephanie and I are almost finished with Six Feet Under as well, and holy shit, I can't wait to talk about that show. Uh, we've been almost, we've, uh, we took a break in the middle because of how emotional it is, but I'm uh, not, no spoilers here, but we just, we just watched the big thing that happens in the third, you know, the third to last episode and holy fucking shit. I haven't cried like that at a television show in a long God ass damn time. So if you have your HBO go, you're looking for other HBO shows to watch six feet under is another really good one. That's uh dark and interesting has its bad points and its good points as any show does but it's another show i can't not recommend enough on hbo and i'll try to do a whole review of that series like a non-spoilery kind of babble discussion about that at some point in the future maybe even this week but okay enough of that shit I'm going to the Con of Thrones. Got to get a picture. Pete Easy, I cannot wait to fucking meet you at the Con of Thrones. I'm going to be on a bunch of the panels and all that sort of shit. You can see my schedule. And also, I'm going to try maybe one of the days to broadcast, to do a podcast from uh, the hallway or something like that. And then uh, be walking around my phone doing live streams and shit too. So uh, I, would def- I cannot wait to get to meet any of the people that are out there. It's going to be a fun weekend. I'm staying on base so myself my uh fake wife uh, stephanie and my dog lotus will be there okay who were who's your panel with tony teflon and joe the magician um i'm not sure which one that is i think it's beyond the wall it's uh talks about what happens after they go through the wall after the since the wall's been broken what's going to happen next um, and I think I'm doing another one with Tony, the YouTube live one with myself, Tony, Sir Hunt, and Smokescreen and Val, I believe is, is that one. I wish I was doing more with Tony. love Tony. And uh, he's one of the people I'm most excited to go down there and get to hang out with. So lots of people I'm looking forward to. I think I'm on six or seven things or something like that. But blah, bitty, blah, bitty, blah, blah. But yeah, I think so. And I'm looking forward to a lot of people that I haven't got to meet or work with that I'm excited to be on random panels with. So, uh, so it, should be a, it should be a good time. It's, it's, uh, that, and, and I'm excited to be able to hang out and toast some drinks with some of you folks that are going to be out there as well. So it's, it's, uh, it's cool. And I'm going to have my dog with me. So you guys get to, play, get to meet my fucking awesome dog. <laughs> She's a fucking sweetheart. And uh, and hear me babble live about some Game of Thrones. It's gonna be fun. Oh, awesome! That that be that would be amazing. Smoke. Okay, so yeah, that, it is gonna be a good one. There's gonna be a lot of really fun ones that weekend, and there's some. Uh, I'll go over it before I go down there. I'm gonna do a podcast where uh, Tony did something similar to this. Tony Teflon, where he talked about what 
what panels he's going to be on and stuff. I want to do a stream like that before I go down there um, about just just which ones I'm do which ones I'm doing and with who. So it's going to be fun. But yeah, you guys get to meet Lotus the dog. Rather meet your cat, to be honest. I would too. You know, I love my dog, but my cat's fucking 18, what, 18, 19 years old. I don't want to mute my cat too. I'm actually very upset. I'm not bringing the cat. I'm I'm still pushing to bring the cat. So Gus speaks as Ford, and this is where things get way interesting. And all the hosts kill themselves. The man in black is gonna find another way. He doesn't want this to be easy for me. So we'll find another way. Who the fuck is Robert? The man who built this place you're looking for? Place of judgment? No, Lawrence. He doesn't get that honor. I built it. And this place we're going is my greatest mistake. So his greatest mistake. And I still need to ask the question here. Why was Lawrence spared? Spared. I mean, he says you have to do this alone, but he's allowed to keep Lawrence. I just think it's interesting. Cats rule. Dogs drool. So we go back to another time period, and Dolores is walking, and Dolores is naked, and we're back in that same situation with Dolores being being uh, pro not probed. Dolores is being probed. Let's listen to Dolores being probed. You know what saved me? I realized it wasn't about you at all. You didn't make me interested in you, you made me interested in me. We're gonna try smoke, we're gonna try to bounce around because we have a car. Uh, there's just so many places to be at so many times. All I know for sure is that we're definitely hanging out <laughs> at some point throughout that weekend. It's going to be a, it's just going to be an amazing time and I cannot wait to stream a ton. And Justin, it was awesome too. Uh, I think that was a really cool thing to be able to do to bounce from, uh, to do a simulcast stream. And it was a lot of fun. We'll have to touch in a couple more times throughout the season, uh, since we'll be doing it at the same time. Couldn't be, uh, could, could have been more fun and easy to just bounce in, bounce out. And I know you guys are going to be streaming a slightly different way. I mean, it's a little inside baseball, as they say. But uh, but I'm sure we can figure out a way to do it that way as well. Um, and we can talk about that later. But, but yeah, no, that was a lot of fun. And I'm definitely down to do something like that in the future, later towards the end of the season for another X crossover as we lead into the finale or something like that. It might be fun. Anyways, Nicholas says, I'm going to listen to Game of Thrones on the plane, watch it on Wednesday. Yeah, watch it at my hotel, scout the food. Stephanie and I are listening to the audiobooks because we're driving out from Boston. Uh, I mentioned this before, but we're, we're driving from Boston to Orlando, out to New Orleans, out to Austin for a night, then to, then to, then to the Con of Thrones for three days, and then 
back out to like stopping in Tennessee, a bunch of stops in Tennessee. So we're going on like a two week road trip with it. So it should be a lot of fucking fun. And the whole time we're going to be listening to the Game of Thrones audiobooks as well. <laughs> so yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a fun time. Awesome, Pete. Pete, it's going to be great. Look for me outside eating sandwiches outside the hotel. <laughs> I'll be outside a lot eating sandwiches. People want to hang out with me. Look for me like right in the in the uh, smoking areas eating sandwiches. I agree analysis. I hope that the con is at, on the East Coast, Northeast next year. Okay, so enough of that shit. I know people want me to get to the end of this episode so I can just get to the freeform discussion at the end, even though this has been a freeform discussion. But if you're in, well, I don't even know where we are, 200, two hours and 41 minutes into a podcast here, this is what happens when uh, no one else is home in the house and I can just be loud and obnoxious all night. If you're in two hours and 40 minutes, 41 minutes of this podcast, I guess you probably don't mind me talking about random things. So uh, it's Dallas. It's kind of the middle of the country. I'm staying with Smokescreen Dust of Thrones because Geek and Tarzan, awesome. I, I am, I'm upset the, uh, you know, anyways. But yeah, it's fucking great. All awesome, folks. I can't wait to, to uh, I'm doing a, a bunch of, a uh, s- couple streams with Smokescreen. I'm excited to be able to see him and meet him in person. Good dude. Had fun work with him. Uh, last year, hope to do some more stuff with him in the future too. So, uh, so yeah, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a fun weekend. It's gonna be a lot of good stuff. Blubbity bloobity blah blah. Okay. <laughs> Pete, I will be outside. <laughs> I'll be outside with my uh, chocolate fillies. So, so we go back to another time period. Billy's walking. And Dolores is naked, and we get this discussion between them as we're closing towards the end of the episode. And I can't wait to use you and every one of your kind to help give it to him. It must be great to be rich like Phil. What? Dude, Tom himself. <laughs> rich. <laughs> That's the funniest thing I heard all night. That's the funniest thing all night. You you want to know? You want to know? <laughs> Why do you think I'm driving? Because <laughs> I can't afford a flight. Oh my goodness! It's gonna it's gonna be great. Nah, man, uh, not gonna make it. But you and Phil have a sandwich on me. Oh, we will. We'll be we'll be we'll be sh- we'll be each using our own sandwiches, toasting them together. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't wait! And Nicholas Bryan's gonna be there too. Wow, it's gonna be so many awesome folks here. It's gonna be amazing. And I'm gonna be doing lots of even if it's just from my phone. I'm gonna be streaming constantly. So if you're not there, I'm gonna help help make it seem like you're there because I'm going to literally always be, I'm going to have, I'm going to be that annoying guy with a selfie stick on all the time. Like, Hey everybody, <laughs> I'm streaming. Yellow bush, nook duck. Oh, yeah, bush duck. I'm going to be so annoying. It's going to be great. Okay. So let's finish this episode up. So, uh, we get William can't wait to use their kind. He brings her to the skyline just to fuck with her about Splenda. I love this. I love this Splenda shit. You see that Splenda? 
Have you ever seen anything so full of splendor? Oh, I said... Knowing that she's about to say that to fuck with her as we see the transition of William turning in from the William that we know in season one to this fucking miserable asshole that we have now. I love it. Love every moment of it. Love to go over here. Oh, we fucking... Here we go. I got issues, man. Me after two episodes of Westworld. I've got issues. Area code 606. I fucking love you. We've had two calls, area code 606 and 317. I cannot take calls this way. If you call, if you call, please leave a message. 606 and 317, please leave messages. We've had two people that have tried to call in the voicemail line to get in the call line because I know the, the call line is dead at the moment. But if you, def if you still want to get your voice in, please leave a voicemail. We'd love to hear you talk and hear what you think of this episode, Erica 606 and Erica 317. So I'm going to be on for a little while longer here as we continue towards the end of the episode. So he brings her to Skyline. Then we go off to Dolores and the Confederados as they're riding towards, heading towards glory, the valley beyond, in the same destination. The old friend shows her as she saw him. Okay, so in the flashback scene, we see Dolores seeing the weapon. And she's going to use it to kill. And we see the Westworld music at the end. And then she's riding towards the weapon. She's seen it before, so she wants to get it to kill them all. So uh, I think I have this at the end. Very happy to see his men riding with us at the end. What'd you say? My survival. I'm gonna kill them all. I'm By a kind who refuses to die. I'm gonna kill them all. Shouldn't we too try to survive? Oh, that's the trailer. I'm playing the fucking trailer. No, that's a different podcast altogether. Let me play it. I think it's 65. I'm very happy to see his men riding with us at the head of them. So he changes his mind. If he wants to get to glory, he's going to have to listen to me. Glory? The valley beyond. Feels like everyone's got a different name for it, but they're all bound for the same destination. Doesn't matter what you call it, I know we're going to find that. Yeah, I'm not a big... I don't think romance has I'm a place on, uh, on Westworld. I'm big of a I'm a big sort of shippy romancy guy too, but Westworld I don't think has any place for it. That's there's no romance. On, there's no romance on Westworld. It's a weapon. And I'm gonna use it to destroy them. Kill them all, Doris. Kill them all. Whoa, what's going on? There's shit. There's shit playing. There's fucking. What you're supposed to do is play a crazy loud song at this point in time, asshole, and and get really fucking loud. Oh, Westworld! Ah! 
Oh, we have one new voicemail. Let's play this voicemail. As we're end, it's mayhem in here. Let's start a riot. Let's kill it. I'm gonna break shit. I'm gonna fucking break shit. I miss I miss mosh pits. I do. I really do. We just beat the shit out of each other <laughs> to some fucking sub terror and fucking Pantera and typo negative and early Metallica when they rocked. Here code three one seven. Three one seven called in. Oh yeah. Yeah, they did. Let's get a fucking call in here. It's what another recap? Should I should I double the recap here? Let's play this. And so we're Raven. So um this is Nicholas and um Nicholas Do you think there's a middle ground between the host's free will and Ford's plan? Or would that just be a minor improvisation? as Ben Nardold would put it. I think there is a little bit of a middle ground in the sense of Maeve. I don't know if Maeve necessarily fits into the plan as much as Dolores does. I think there may perhaps be a middle ground where some of the aspects of what we see happening is part of Ford's plan, and some of it is, a, is the sentience of some of the hosts. I tend to think Dolores is closer to whatever Ford's plan is. And the Maeve is a little bit more, are closest to an actual sentient host. I think if any of the hosts are fur, furthest down that path, farthest down that path, it's Maeve. Excuse me. Yeah, fucking, uh, uh, and Pantera, rest in peace, Dimebag. Fuck, dude. I love that shit. We used to lock ourselves in our friend's apartment or our friend's house, move the furniture, and just beat the living crap out of each other <laughs> to like uh, to, to Anthrax, early Metallica, Sopatera, Typo Negative, uh, fucking Ministry, Pantera. Push the buttons, connect the goddamn dots. You're lying through your teeth. Great stuff. Here we go. They have DNA and behaviors of real people. Time to replace them. Fair enough, Phil. I thought the opposite. Interesting. I mean, I tend to think the opposite. I was trying to uh, to come up with a reason in that situation. Maeve is Ford's toy and Dolores is Arnold's fear. But... It could be the other way around, too. It could be Dolores is unlocked and Maeve is more to Ford's plan. It could be that other way around, too. It's very interesting. I do think that it's – I do think it's a happy medium, though, to a certain extent. I think Ford started the kick – to kick the snowball down the hill to, to, to build up. Oh, build up. Maeve is Ford's toy and Dolores is Arnold's fear. Ooh, I like that. Oh, I love me. I love me some ministry. Push the buttons. Connect the goddamn dots. I'm lying through my teeth. Yeah. Oh, baby. My name is Phil the Issues Guy, and I'm an angry motherfucker. That's not going to feel good tomorrow morning. That's one of those things that I'm doing now. 
But tomorrow morning, I'll be like, why does my voice feel like Harvey Firestein's ass? It's because I'm going, yeah, you want to tell me about that, you stupid fuck. <laughs> oh, goodness. Goodness me. Ding. <laughs> Rufio. Rufio. So I guess, I guess now's as good a time as any to start to call this a podcast. I guess. You know what's funny is I'm in kind of one of those moods that I don't really want to go anywhere. I could probably talk all night right now. I could probably just keep going and babbling and going on until I explode or pass out in my seat because I'm having so much fun talking to you guys as we're approaching the three-hour mark here tonight on this podcast. You need the devil's voice FX. Yes. I used to have that. I don't have it on this new board. It's, the board sounds better, but the effects that I had in the other one were a little bit better. I can get that deep devil voice. I have to do it myself now, Tom. So, I can't do it. I can't do it, Captain. I haven't got the power. Almost time for Phil to start wrapping up. So two or two more hours left to the stream. What was the longest podcast I ever did? Hmm. The longest podcast I ever did was probably around four hours, I'm guessing. Three, four hours or something like that. The longest stream I ever did was probably eight hours. I think it was the Zelda Breath of the Wild finale stream. I think that stream was something like eight hours. Time to piss on the fire and call the dogs. Is Ford too good for Dolores? Is Ford, if Ford is God, is Dolores the devil? Or is, or is Ford God but has sent Dolores as his angel of death? OTDA, thank you so much. Yes, and everybody, if you want to keep the discussion going whenever we stop, we do have a Discord group, as a lot of people do. It's a really awesome fucking creation this discord stuff <laughs> there's so much you can do with it from whether you're in a video game stream or you just want to put uh, a couple of like-minded people together or just have a lot of fun bullshitting around there's a lot of people a lot of discord servers but we have one too so if you want to jump on and you can find the link to that in the description box below keep the discussion going about the shows you can see different rooms have different show discussions we tend to put spoilers on some stuff like you can talk about current movies that came out and we have some voice rooms you can listen to music like on a lot of these fucking things with all these little robots play trivia play a silly role-playing game there's gonna be a pokemon thing added soon too lots of goofy bullshit so join the discord have some fun you can also follow us on facebook and follow me on twitter at i got issues man so do that video games don't count phil if anyone is not yeah join what did the man in black say in the beginning? Death is not what it used to be. Meaning that death is permanent now. Instead of it being that the host can easily come back, I think even now, no one's in a hurry to put the host back to life. So they're ultimately, it's in a little bit, the stakes are a lot higher. Oh, I'm higher. My stakes are higher. Yeah, video game streams don't count. So I think the longest stream I probably did was three or four hours. I know it. I know three hours definitely. 
I want to say Joe and I have done like a four hour stream. As we start to keep increasing in subscribers, if we ever do reach that hundred hundred thousand subscriber level, even though it's far out goal, I will do a twenty four hour stream. I joked about doing it at ten thousand, but if we ever do reach a hundred thousand by fucking crook or, or hook, I'll do a twenty four hour stream. So if you want to see that, start spreading the fucking word. BBM, I'm not on my computer. My phone's a piece of shit. I got a Discord. I set it for podcasting, but I never found anyone who podcast with me since it's meant to be just kind of bullshit with a loose topic. Yeah, it's it's kind of a loose topic thing. You can just kind of keep the discussion going. Phil, check my fucking voicemail. Oh, I got a fucking message from from uh from somebody. Let's check out fucking messages. Let's see what shit. Let's see what this fucking voicemail. I love it. Take it. <laughs> 24 hours stream. Let's do it. 100k. Let's make it happen. What are we at? Like 16, 17, something like that. We're going to shut off shut off everything. Let's push it. Let's keep pushing it. Hello. Is this still the Oh, this is a robot, right? We hit it, collect the ticket, boom! Yeah, bitch! Bitch, yeah, bitch! Oh, bitch! Oh, no! I'm scared now. I'm scared. I'm scared. I have to. I have to continue this shit. Oh, no. Here we go. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay, I'm drunk. Ah, soon you would be. <laughs> Thank if, you for using Blog Talk. Okay, that, and that's as far as we can take calls. The calls are over. If we can get 100K, I want to watch Phil try to pull off a 24-hour stream. Kind of want to watch him try to watch a 24-hour stream for the memes. I will, it, would be a, it would be ridiculous. I don't know if I could actually physically do it, how long it would take me to pass out. I would have to have lots of guests. I would plan that out. For real, like no joking. I mean, I know we're nowhere close. Like the next big thing that we're gonna celebrate is if we ever get twenty-five, which we can kind of see in the future, maybe possibly. But if we ever get twenty-five, that will definitely be a huge celebration of some sort. But if we ever got to a hundred, I would pull out the twenty-four hour stream. No shit. Like that day I would do it and I would see if I would go crazy. It would probably be a go crazy stream. I would. It would be I'd be I'd lose my fucking mind. What was that cat noise at the end? It was ridiculous. Drunk words are sober thoughts, Phil. <laughs> okay, everybody. I don't want to keep my ridiculosity. I don't want to keep you guys going right here because I can just I can just go on forever tonight. But everyone, thank you so much for tuning in tonight. 
That's a crazy stunt, though. 24-hour stream. Got to be there for that. You guys are all awesome. Everyone that joined me tonight, whether it be for five seconds or the whole time, as some of you guys, I had seen your faces and seen your names in here for this whole time. I do appreciate you joining me for this silly stream, as always. I know we're talking about Westworld, but if you've made it this far, you obviously know that we're not just a Westworld podcast. We're not just an any television show podcast. We're, as Felicia said, whatever the fuck is on my mind at this moment kind of time. So I appreciate all of you guys joining me for this silly ridiculosity and able to get a little silly, and not drink alone. 24-hour stream, I'll take a visit, and we'll buy Funkos and get high as fuck, bitches. Buy Funkos. It's been a lot of fun. So if you haven't already and you enjoyed this video, I highly recommend hitting that subscribe button, hitting the little bell so you can hear when I go live. Joe and I will be live this week talking about a little bit of Game of Thrones. I also talked to a little guy named Johnny, and Johnny will be joining me a lot to do some more game, of, do some other Game of Thrones content coming up soon. It's been far too long since, or there's far little podcasts of me and Johnny, <laughs> the Irish indie, whatever you want to fucking call him, whatever you want to call that little son of a fuck. Me and him are gonna be doing some podcasts coming up soon about Game of Thrones and some random shit. So the next two Game of Thrones things are going to be a Cersei podcast and then a Euron podcast with Johnny and some other random shit as well. I also want to get this guy broke in here sometimes as well coming up soon. Hopefully he'll call in or leave a message for the Cersei podcast. Ian, you're never too late because I'm saying goodbye, which means another fucking half an hour. No, but, but Ian, great to see you. Felicia said I started drinking and started falling asleep. See what you guys did? Felicia, blush. I'm blushing <laughs> to your drinking. You're streaming Gotham this week, Phil, or next week. I am. It's either this week or next week. I will also be doing a Gotham stream because I can't do it on the season finale week. Broke. That's a request. I'm also going to be starting to watch Bates Motel for a request for Jasmine. Who wants me to, regret to uh, review that. I smashed everyone last night in Pictionary. Oh, yes. Maybe broke. It might be this week. Might be. But there is a lot of fucking cool stuff coming up soon. It's going to be fun. Fun, fun, fun. Till your daddy takes the T-Bird away. So play some fucking music for me, Miles Edward O'Brien. Okay, Phil, I'll do it. Do it. I can't play Pictionary, but I'd love to play. I'd love to play some games. I can't draw. I'm a shitty drawer. I can't do it. Yeah, Gotham's been fun this season. I can't wait to talk about it. But if you haven't already, as I said, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. Share the channel with a friend. Push it. Be a pusher. I'm not kidding. Let's push this shit to 100,000 subscribers. I don't care if there's this four of you that love watching the silliness. Let's manipulate the system and push this shit. Let's get bigger and bigger. Get more and more silly folks in here. Have more and more silly discussions. Why not? It's about time I give a fuck about that shit, right? But who gives a flying, really? I don't really care. <laughs> I just want to have fun with you. But no, seriously. Thank you so much, everyone, that tuned in tonight. I could go on and on and on. I really don't want to go. 
It's one of those evenings that I don't want to go. I just want to keep going. But if I keep going, what the fuck am I going to talk about? I'm going to start talking about the Avengers. I do want to talk about the Avengers. I kind of do, but I should probably start a second stream if I want to do that. Or maybe tomorrow. I don't know. I'm a pusher. Shit on the floor and I like it. Cards Against Humanity would make an amazing stream. That would be fun. I don't watch a lot of TV, mostly adult cartoons and HBO dramas. If Phil doesn't ever rob your carpet, what'd you do? <laughs> Tom, I love you. Come play. Let's do it. Everyone's make yeah, everyone make fake accounts. We can get this done. I can get it done. We can do get done. Let's do it. I don't care. <laughs> 